So I just went to the library because I refuse to give any money to Jordan Peterson. And I got this, his 12 Rules for Life book. And I'm going to read it so I can critique it and expose him for his bigotry and misogyny. Approximately 10 hours later. Well, I cleaned my room and made my bed. And for some strange reason, I'm craving lobster. <sighs> it's true. It's true. They keep saying that Jordan's all these things and he is not any of those things. My name is Mickey Willis. I'm a father, a husband, and an investigative filmmaker. I was raised in California by a single mom who did her best to care for four children on her own. As a child of the welfare state, I witnessed firsthand what happens to the psyche and spirit of those who become dependent on government assistance. Had my mother known the difference between a hand up and a hand out, she may have avoided the trap that kept us living on the edge of poverty like so many people are today. Living in fear of losing her welfare assistance, mom remained single and lonely until the day she passed at 58 years young. Her life was cut short by a combination of toxic cancer treatments and grief. Just 34 days before she passed, her first son, my brother, was killed by a drug called AZT. Hundreds of thousands of innocent people died as a result of that prescribed poison. The pusher of AZT was none other than Dr. Anthony Fauci. The reason that only one drug has been made available, AZT, because it's the only drug that has been shown to be safe and effective. Well, it's certainly nice to know that the future looks brighter. 30 years later, there he was again. Same script, same actors, same performance. These are safe and effective products. Knowing what that man had done in the 80s and 90s, I couldn't believe he was still in a position of such power. As the world descended into synchronized tyranny, I began to ask myself, how did they get everyone to go along with this? Great. Oh, it feels so good. I know. <laughs> Obsessed with finding the answer, I began studying every moment in recorded history where masses of people devolved into a state of self-destruction. Down that rabbit hole was where I discovered the work of G. Edward Griffin. Again, let me say, welcome to our home. Since the 1960s, Mr. Griffin has been warning the world of the communist plot to overtake America. Yes, I know. Communism. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. That thing we've all been told fell with the Berlin Wall. How do you measure such an astonishing moment in history? It was Napoleon who said, history is a lie agreed upon. Ironically, there's no evidence that Napoleon ever said that. TNT Radio's Steve Hook. I want to talk about some reporting that's been going on. Some very irresponsible knee-jerk reporting, I think, has been happening uh, concerning the quote-unquote rocket fired from Israel that hit a hospital. Uh, New York Times jumped on this. Washington Post jumped on this. Hell, the Wall Street Journal even jumped on this. And they, needless to say, so did CNN, MSNBC, and the rest. And they all just immediately accepted this is what happened uh, before any of the actual facts were known. 
home. You want to know how you can spot an anti-Semite? It's very, very easy, folks. And I'm not here to defend one side or the other. I'm just here to defend the truth. But it's pretty easy to spot an anti-Semite. Look for people that will accept without question any propaganda coming from Hamas or inside of Palestine. And those same people will doubt any and all news coming from Israel. That's a good sign. I ask you, does anyone with an ounce of common sense believe that Israel would intentionally target a hospital in Gaza when they're surrounded by people that want them all dead? If you answered yes to that question, I think Israel would do that, then that's a sign that you might be, if not anti-Semitic, certainly not very intelligent. Steve Hook on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Affordable housing, we can build that. Sustainable housing, we can build that. At MIT Modular, we understand the importance of housing for all and the importance of design, cost, and functionality. Our goal is to meet the needs of our growing population by converting shipping containers to livable units. If you're like-minded and meaningful and life-changing, we want to hear from you. We are a team of professional architects, engineers, and financial and tax experts dedicated to offering unique solutions that provide a brighter future. Our Opportunity Zone Fund offers investors both real estate and operating business diversification, five-year tax deferral on capital gains, annual tax benefits, and ultimately tax-free appreciation potential. There are Opportunity Zones all over America. If you're interested in learning more about our services, need affordable housing, or want to participate in creating a new vision for tomorrow, give us a call in the U.S. on 385-985-5702 or read more at MITModular.com. MIT Modular. We can build that. This hour, go to episodes at TNTradio.live. Now, TNT Radio News. For TNT Radio News, this is James O'Neill. The Colorado Supreme Court, in a landmark 4-3 decision, ruled that former President Donald Trump is ineligible for the state's primary ballot, based on the 14th Amendment, which prohibits people from holding public office if they participated in an insurrection. This makes Colorado the first state to disqualify Trump from a state primary ballot. Trump has announced plans to appeal the decision, criticizing it as a partisan attempt to hinder his presidential campaign. The court, composed entirely of Democrat appointees, has deferred its ruling until January 4, 2024, pending a potential review by the U.S. Supreme Court. If the Supreme Court opts for a review by this date, Trump will remain on the primary ballot. If not, he will be removed. The decision has prompted strong reactions from Republican leaders, GOP Chair Ronna McDaniel and others have condemned the ruling as an infringement on democracy and an act of election interference, insisting that Republican voters should determine their nominee, not a partisan court. Lunatics are desperate to stop us by any means necessary. They are willing to violate the U.S. constitutions at levels never seen before in order to win this election. Joe Biden is a threat to democracy. House Speaker Mike Johnson echoed these sentiments labeling the ruling as a partisan attack and expressing confidence that it would be overturned by the U.S. Supreme Court. In a show of protest against the ruling, Republican presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy announced his intention to withdraw from the Colorado state primary. He voiced his opinion on social media platform X, calling the ruling an attack on democracy. That's why I'm making a pledge today that I will withdraw. I pledge to withdraw 
from the Colorado GOP primary ballot unless and until tr Trump's name is restored. And I demand that Ron DeSantis and Chris Christie and Nikki Haley do the same thing, or else these Republicans are simply complicit in this unconstitutional attack. WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange's possible final appeal against extradition of the United States will be held at the UK High Court of Justice in London on February 20th and 21st, according to a statement released by the media organization. Assange faces 17 charges under the U.S. Espionage Act and potentially a 175-year prison sentence. Two judges will review a ruling made in June, which had refused the journalist permission to make any further appeals. WikiLeaks warned in a statement that this may be the final chance for Julian Assange to prevent his extradition to the United States. On June 6, the UK High Court judge rejected all eight grounds for his motion, backing the 2020 extradition order. Israel has indicated a willingness to pause its military operations in Gaza under the condition that Hamas releases more captives. This proposition, conveyed via Qatari mediators, suggests a seven-day ceasefire in return for freeing up to 40 individuals who are women, elderly, or unwell. Hamas has called for a complete halt to hostilities. However, Israel's leadership, committed to continuing the conflict until Hamas is incapacitated, finds this demand unacceptable. Presently, it's believed that approximately 128 Israeli and foreign nationals, including at least eight Americans, are held captive in Gaza. Israel has expressed a readiness to negotiate both the duration of the ceasefire and the number of Palestinian prisoners that might release in exchange. Thunderstorms have swept across New South Wales, prompting hundreds of calls for assistance to the state emergency service. The SES has urged people to get ready for what could potentially be an unusually wet and stormy Christmas. Around 380 volunteers responded to more than 400 storm and flood-related incidents from Tuesday afternoon and into Wednesday, December 20th. About a quarter of the calls came from the northern region, including Port Macquarie, Newcastle, the Hunter, and the Central Coast. We'll be back with another news break at the top of the next hour. This has been James O'Neill for TNT Radio. When a Radio works because of its ability to personalize to the listener. What's exciting these days is that people are rediscovering it. You know, people are really rediscovering just how powerful radio is, how ubiquitous it is. It's in our cars. It's in our homes. There are so many new ways to access it. It's everywhere. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. Yep, and make sure you do go to tntradio.live because they are the ones, if you love talkback... Oh, Would you whoops. call yourself a socialist? Uh, no. You've never told a lie in politics? No, no. See, somebody sent me a video actually last Friday and it had you talking at the socialist community. Oh, yes, yes. And you mentioned the word comrade uh, about four times in a minute. What was that about? It was a rally and I would have been about 25 years old. Comrade, 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 comrade. No, comrade, 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 comrade. It was in 2009. Oh, well, I can't remember which country it was in. Has it changed since those days? No, not particularly. No. If you are caught in a lie or caught intentionally misleading the New Zealand public, how would you expect to be held to account? Well, I actually believe that it is possible to exist in politics without lying. We drum in that messaging around the dangers of COVID pretty diligently for a full two-week period of sustained propaganda. Sustained, sustained propaganda. propaganda. Six minutes past five. Good morning, everybody. Great to be back here again. And we were off air and on air and off air again this morning. Wow, they've got it in for me. They must be out to, to get me. Now, let me check to make sure that we are 
uh, actually going out. Uh, look, yes, it looks like we're streaming, but we, it did pop on and off again, so that's probably why you struggled a bit to get on there just before five, but we're on now, so let's look at the weather. Shall we do that? Yes. Now, Omarima, they were hot last night at about, well, hot, hot, about seven o'clock last night, it was over 24 degrees. That's in the Mackenzie country in the South Island, and right now at Omarima, 23.4, so it's absolutely sweltering there, even overnight, so it'd be lovely. You could go out camping, couldn't you? You could go out and with your flocks like they did years ago um, in, in the Middle East, which, which, which tells us that there's no way that uh, Jesus' birthday was on December the 25th. Absolute nonsense. Now, the lowest, Waiuru, is at 7.4 degrees, uh, 2, 2 degrees, 7.2. I don't know why I'm sort of picking over 0.2 of a degree. <laughs> there we are. Oh, maybe I need a dose of arsenicum. Maybe I do, me and Michael Baker. Uh, the windiest place to be today would be 74 kilometres per hour, and it's uh, wishing through Nugget Point there. For some reason, I used to call, I got into the habit of calling it Nugent Point. I don't know why. It's just not. It's always been Nugget Point. Uh, the wettest place is Gore, down with the home of Ben Bell. He seems like a very nice mayor. Seems it's quite good to have a young mayor, isn't it, for a change? I don't know what experience they'd have, but still, if you've got some good councillors around you, that's what council is all about. They're there to council the mayor. Anyway, good. it's raining there this morning with 2.2 millimetres of rain falling right now at eight minutes past. Is it eight minutes past? Yes, eight minutes past five. 2.2 millimetres per hour, I suppose. It's quite a bit when it all adds up uh, for the short forecast now for north and cloudy periods with isolated light showers for the remainder of the north island mostly fine today you're going to have areas of morning cloud isolated showers about the high country this afternoon and also this evening for nelson and buller mostly fine scattered showers developing inland from the afternoon and some will be heavy uh, on the west coast of the uh, south island yes the west coast of the south island that's just up from stewart island uh, west coast it's actually just up from France Joseph. Is it France Joseph or France Joseph? I don't know. I don't know. I say everything. I pronounce everything wrong. Wrongly. Is that a word? Wrongly. Yes, it is, I'm sure. Westland. Now, in Westland, you've got showers becoming isolated this morning with fine spells developing. Uh, in Fjordland, periods of rain there. It's quite often rainy in Fjordland. Very bushy, very lovely place, but not to go camping in, in the winter. Uh, Marlborough and Canterbury, you have, um, it's going to be cloudy this morning and you've got scattered showers developing inland from this afternoon. Uh, mostly, some, um, actually some of it's going to be heavy, some of those showers too. Watch out there, make sure you take your parka with you. Parka? Bring the car around front, parka. Um, Otago and Southland, often cloudy with uh, scattered uh, rain and it's going to be clearing from the south coast this morning should read this first shouldn't I? chatham islands mostly cloudy with light evening showers possible there we are ah the extended forecast for friday tomorrow is friday friday and it's uh, for the north island partly cloudy isolated showers mainly in the afternoon and evening some are going to be heavy about the central high country uh, in the South Island tomorrow. You have just just expect some showers in the south and west. Cloudy periods elsewhere, not too bad, uh, with the chance of a shower. Just a bit of a chance of a shower. I could make, I could write this stuff. I could just make it up. You know, <laughs> cover all your bases. Shower here, but partly cloudy. The, it could be the odd. It could be the odd thunderstorm, uh, which never eventuate. <laughs> Saturday for the North Island. What do we got for the footy? Is anyone playing footy? Probably not. Oh, no, no, won't be doing any footy. Not this time. They're too hot. Be baseball. No, softball. They'll be playing softball, cricket, all that, those other funny games. And you'd be just make sure you're not out for a golden duck. 
You don't want to be out for a golden duck. Now, on Saturday, North Island, partly cloudy, scattered showers in the afternoon and evening, especially about the ranges. In the South Island on Saturday, yeah, Saturday you've got, uh, oh, just, just felt like going into a character voice. I don't know why. Um, you've got isolated showers, mainly fine. And on Sunday, we better straighten up for Sunday because it is the Lord's Day. That was the day that he was seen alive, and but it, it's not going to be, not this time of the year anyway. There's no way that Jesus was born on the sun, on, not Sunday, on um, at this time of the year. 25th is the Pagan High Day. If you get the book, and I'm sure it'll be online, uh, it's by not E.W. Bullinger. He did another one, actually, that showed us all the um, all, all the stories of creation and, and, and the Messiah coming and everything. It's all written in the stars. That's how those wise men knew to come to Bethlehem, because they were astronomers, not astrologers. No, no, they were astronomers. Now, um, Sunday... <laughs> Uh, in the North Island, mostly cloudy with occasional rain or showers spreading from the west. In the South Island, rain with some heavy falls in the west. And you've got showers spreading elsewhere. Now, the Chatham Islands, you've got fine spells. And you, on this is on Friday, tomorrow, and then Saturday. Uh, and then you've got cloud increasing, sorry, Sunday. Uh, that's all right, you'll be in church, so it won't matter. Will it just take your... Take your, uh, not your parker, you, won't, you don't really want to park it, just take your umbrella. And you'll be safe in a Christian church, they won't flog the, um, the umbrella when you leave it out the front like they do, like they did to me when I went to a Sikh church. Those blimmin' Indians, they stole a very good umbrella. Very good umbrella, they stole it. I just couldn't believe it. Ugh. And I don't know, it just seemed to be a natural thing, just to lie, cheat, and steal. Anyway, um, westerlies, you've got southwesterlies over at the Chathams. It's going to be dying out Friday, and you've got northerlies developing on Sunday. There we are. That's news and weather uh, to all the way to about 12 minutes past five. A very good morning to you. I hope you are feeling fantastic. And a special good morning to my 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 buddy, the supporter of the program, and that is um, Matt. Matt is the financier. He, he he runs the whole show at the moment. Everyone says marriage should be 50-50. It's the biggest crock of bullshit I've ever heard. It's never 50-50. Hey, yeah. ever. There'll be no swearing. And so what we do is we quantify where we are. So if Steve comes home and he'll be like, I got 20. Just in terms of energy. Just energy, investment, kindness, mm. patience. There you go. I'm out of 20. And I'll be like, rubbish. I'll cover you. <clears throat> I got you, brother. Like, like, who's going to do that? Sometimes we come home, which we have done a lot. My mom has been sick and I'll say, I've got 10. And Steve, mm-hmm. like two days ago said, I'm riding a solid 25. So we know uh, that we have to sit down at the table anytime we have less than a hundred combined uh, and figure out a plan of kindness toward each other. Oh, I love that. Oh. Yeah. Because the thing is marriage is not something that's 50, 50, uh, a partnership works when you can carry their 20 or they can carry uh, your 20. Yeah. And that when you both just have 20, you have a plan where you don't hurt each other. It's a good story, love. But hey, look, (laughs) you'd have to practice that over. You'd have to drill that, wouldn't you? Every day you'd have to drill that to get into the habit of doing that. Because when things happen, you know, when things happen and you get a bit crappy, uh, you come home and you're a bit pissed off about something, you know, it's it's unless you've drilled that sort of stuff, there's no way that's going to happen. So She's talking a load of rubbish, really, isn't she? I mean, it's a good plan. Sounds good. Uh, Now we seem to have lost the internet again, do we? Have we? No, we're okay. I think we're okay, but what something wrong there? Uh, wonder why that's not working. I'll just do a refresh on it. Now we'll go over to Radio New Zealand. I always go Radio New Zealand, don't I? Why do we go somewhere else? Why do we go to stuff this morning at um, fourteen minutes past five? Uh, five, yes, fourteen minutes past five. And uh, well, the top story would have to be Billy Tikahika. Uh, but first of all, let's um, let's hear something lovely from Billy. Let's because um, you know he's not all bad. <laughs> 
is actually Billy on the lead guitar. He's pretty good, Billy Tekaheka Jr. His dad was pretty good as well. That is our good friend Billy Tikahika. We'll just leave that. I hope the levels are right there. I hope you can hear me over the top of this. I'm going to try and do this. Now, we're looking at stuff, and there is um, a naive, apparently. Apparently, Billy Tikahika is naive. I don't know if everyone would agree with that. We could ask Samantha Bailey whether she thinks that Billy is naive. I'll just turn it down a wee bit more because it's the area. That's, I don't know if that's Billy singing. Not sure who that is. Let's have a look. Uh, it's live, and it was at a bar on the 14th of December 2019 before the pandemic struck that was good old Billy he's a pretty good guitarist I've got to tell you I'm not sure if this is him singing let's go forward and and just see if we can hear some of that lead guitar work because he's probably one of the world's best guitarists You, uh, you wouldn't you don't know he is probably one of the world's best guitarists Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I might just stop that there, and we'll get back to that. Should we get back to that? Well, we'll get back to that. But right now, uh, he's in the news. Naive, apparently, Billy Tikahiki. He was sentenced for failing to declare his donations. Now, that was always a bit of a worry, but he was always saying, look, this is koha. This is a gift. You know, koha is a Maori word for gift for the international listeners. Uh, William, Billy, uh, William Billy Tikahiki has been sentenced to... <gasps> What do you think? How many years in prison did he get? No, 200 hours, which is quite a lot. That was more than John Banks got. And I think, was he dodgy or not? I don't know if John Banks is or not. Apparently he's a Christian, John Banks. Uh, 200 hours, I think they're after him too. And I think they're after Billy Tikahiki as, as well. 200 hours of community service work and ordered to pay a fines, totaling $14,000. Well, that's just ridiculous. Anyway, that's too far too much. No, no, no. Everyone have to chip in. We need to chip in some koha for those fines. Failing, and it's Ford failing to declare political donations and keeping records. They really come down hardly on that. Uh, hardly? Yes, uh, firmly. Hardly. That's a good word. You can't really use it though, can you? Hardly. They come down hardly. That would be... I like the sound of that, but probably not right. No, definitely not right. We'll have to ask, ask people. Uh, people that know about words and things. They're a mystery to me. I just sort of look at them and... Um, the failed... Because I was... Oh, no, we won't go into my mental disorder. <laughs> Failing politician. No, he wasn't fair. He didn't fail. Absolute rubbish. This is stuff. Oh, they write some... They Gosh, they write some stuff. They're a, nah, they're a piece of work, aren't they? No, he wasn't a failed politician. I think he did extremely well. He didn't win the... I mean, who, who goes out from a standing start and wins the election? Donald Trump? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's Donald Trump. I mean, he had billions of dollars behind him too, didn't he? There we are, and the charisma. And, well, Billy's got, he certainly had charisma, but he's not a failed politician, so that's very unfair. He was found not guilty of the more serious fraud charges, but convicted on four charges relating to the Electoral Commission's returns following, oh, well, you know, it's all bookkeeping. I mean, he didn't even have a structure in place. I think they're too hard on him. Actually, I do. Uh, good old Billy. Poor old Billy. I mean, we don't see eye to eye. I don't like it when he says Aotearoa New Zealand. It's not Aotearoa New Zealand. Billy, somebody send him this, will you? His name is, the country's name is um, New Zealand. <laughs> it's never been Aotearoa. It's an invention, a European invention, actually, if the truth be known. And I will, I will give you that information one day. I'll back up what I say. I always back up. I can't afford to make a mistake. 
Anyway, so there he was, sentenced in September. Um, sentenced, though the trial followed in September. What commission returned? Following a trial, rather, in September at the Auckland District Court on Wednesday, Judge Catherine Davenport, oh, I knew some Davenports, um, they remind, uh, knew a lawyer too, related, one was the daughter, so I was thinking, uh, Catherine, did he have a daughter? Oh, maybe. Um, remind, he reminded, or she reminded Teka Hecat that had been found guilty of co- a corrupt practice, yes. Even though we've let you off with 200 hours community service, that'll be fun. You'll be able to um, convince, find some new followers. Maybe you do it together. Do you need to go out on a gang, chain gangers? I don't know how it works. The courts have taken a dim view. This is what the judge says. Taken a dim view to those that seek to undermine our democracy process, says Judge Davenport. And there's a nice photograph there of the Auckland District Court where uh, Tikahiki was sentenced on Wednesday. Uh, which was uh, which is yesterday. Uh, security at the court was tighter than usual, with guards posted. Wonder why? Uh, posted in the public gallery and at the door of the courtroom. Judge Davenport suppressed the reasons. Why did you do that? Why? Why? Why did you do that? Crown prosecutor Jonah Lee, nice little Chinese girl, uh, woman. She's <laughs> she's just the girl to me. I'm so old. Uh, she said that while Tika Hecker was inexperienced. Uh, in politics, it was incumbent on him to know what responsibilities he had in disclosing political donations and keeping records. But it was Koha. It's Koha. It's free. You can do what you like with it. Uh, She compared the case case to that of former ACT MP and Mayor of Auckland, John Banks. I don't think you can put the two together. I mean, John Banks was a seasoned politician, and he only got 100 hours community service. Uh, Banks was initially found guilty and sentenced for filing a false return before the Court of Appeal quashed his conviction. wonder why they did that. Oh, well, he appealed. <laughs> I suppose, Billy, you might appeal uh, if you can afford that lawyer, because old Boric, he wouldn't be cheap, would he? No. Anyway, so that was John Banks. Now, Lee, this is the prosecution for the government. <laughs> Uh, who would it be for? Yeah, I suppose the government. Uh, they said that despite Banks' acquittal, the sentence of... Um, I've got this habit of putting my hand up near my mouth, you know, like resting my head on on my my hand, my, the palm of my hand. But what happens is, it cre- I listened to it the other day, it creates a, a bit of an echo, a bad sound. It sounds like someone's coming behind you, you know, not good, not good. We won't do that. It's unprofessional, so I've got to learn to be professional. One day I'll make a good radio announcer, but it could take a good number of decades. Now, Lee, she's the prosecution. She said, despite Banks' acquittal, the sentencing of Justice Edwin Wiley, that was the one that did Banks, could still be used as a guide. Banks was sentenced to community detention for 100 hours community work before he was acquitted on appeal. And there's a picture there. She's quite a pretty wee thing. Chinese girl got the lipstick on. I don't know. Anyone that goes out, anyone that paints their lips before they go out to work seems a bit strange to me. Paint it when you come home to see husband love. Uh, or she might be a lesbian. Oh, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Tika Hecker's lawyer, Paul Borich, QC, King C, rather, KC, <laughs> KC and the Sunshine Band. Have I got them? I think I have got KC. Should we stop for a minute? I'll just see if I have got them because I, when I hear KC, I always think, I, you know, King's Council. It doesn't sound right, doesn't QC just sounds so much better, doesn't it, back when we had a queen? Although some would argue the king is kind of a bit queenish. So uh, now I've got to know what would be under. I guess it would be under classic hits, wouldn't it be? KC and the Sunshine Band. K, KC. No, don't have them under classic hits. Well, maybe I've got them up. Oh, I know where I'll have them. Um, would they be under mm, adult contemporary? Maybe. Let's have a look. KC. KC. KC and the Sunshine Band. Get down tonight. Which one do you want? 
please don't go. No, shake it up, shake it up. That's the way. Yeah, that's the one. That's the way I like it. Yeah, that's. We'll do that one. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> Let's try that. Yeah. Just got to hear him sing. Oh man, we used to go sort of do this kind of line dancing. In 1976, we'd go to these um, these really seedy-looking nightclubs. You know, they were just starting up in Auckland, and um, I remember one in Upper Queen Street. There, it was on Newton Road, I think, on the corner of. Was it there yet? Yeah, really dodgy-looking building. You know, it just looked like. Oh man, we'd go there, and we'd have, and then we'd have the um, the ball. You know, the round sparkly ball that would be going round and round and DJ and we'd be singing this stuff here would just be cranking we'd be dancing looking cool you know barely moving I would barely move and just girls that have cowboy boots and we did we did kind of line dancing I'll tell you what, I bet you Billy, Billy Tikahika could do this. I wonder if I should look for a song with Billy Tikahika doing lead guitar. And that's really good. I could listen to that all morning. I actually still think that is good. And Get Down Tonight too, that's another one that's really good. Get Down Tonight. Might pull that out and play that a bit later. Here we go. Now, um, so I hope that's not too loud, and we'll just carry on with Billy. It is a bit loud, isn't it? I'll turn you right down low. There you go. Now, um, we're doing now, so apparently, uh, yes, KC. <laughs> Paul got sort of went off on an interpolation there. Went out, where's he going? Uh, Paul Borich, KC, he said that his client had been involved in the army, worked with youth, and part of a smoke-free movement. Um, what's wrong with the smoke, Billy? Thought you liked a bit of the old hoochie cooch. <laughs> oh, you know. I mean, what? Why were you wearing sunglasses that time with um, your friend? Um, what's his name? Um, oh, 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 he asked me. He wants me to be on this program, but I said no because I'm a farmer, man. Eleven o'clock. I can't do that. Not this time of the year. Maybe he wants me to do it on the eighth of January. I might be on. Um, what's his name? Um, um, oh gosh, Eastwood, Vinny. Vinny Eastwood wants me to be on. Someone's, someone's put my name forward. They said you should be interviewing him. I don't know why. We disagree on everything. There's nothing that I would agree with 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 Vinny. I mean, it seems, he seems pleasant. He goes off on tangents, but like someone else I know. Uh, oh, yeah, you. <laughs> me. Yeah, like me. But, um, yeah, and um, he's, I think he kind of lectures his, um, his interviewers sometimes. But, I mean, he does know a lot, but... I don't know. I, I know he, we had this big fallout once over d- marijuana. I believe that marijuana... Oh, that's finished. Um, marijuana, I believe that marijuana actually is uh, not good for you. It's very, very bad for you. And, it, and you can, if you have prolonged use of marijuana... And I've gone right off the story because it was actually about... It was actually about um, Billy Tikahika. I'm sure he had some marijuana that time after he'd had some big campaign in Auckland. And he was in a hotel room with Vinnie Eastwood. And Vinnie, he can smoke dope, dope like it's going out of fashion. It wouldn't, you wouldn't, wouldn't even bother him. But I'm pretty sure that um, Billy Tikahika... I'm pretty sure that he was... He could have been anyway... Allegedly, <laughs> we've put some put some safe words in there for me, so I don't get sued. But I don't know if you have any money left, Woody. After this case, it'll all be going to Paul Borich, or maybe not. But anyway, he looked to me like he was under the weather, like he'd either had too many drinks 
you know, and drunkenness is a sin, even in the Seventh-day Adventist, although he says he's not a Seventh-day Adventist, but I think possibly he is. Uh, but I reckon he has a bit of, you know, a bit of the old marijuana, a bit of the old... Hold it back. Oh, yeah, you do. Oh, yeah, I'm a good man. I'm really good. Wow. You know, and everything starts to go slow on you, you know, time and space, which is uh, which are all the symptoms of cannabis indica uh, and cannabis sativa. Mm, I reckon he had some. That's why I reckon... He, that, I mean, why do you wear dark sunglasses inside a, inside a hotel room? With your mate, I think they were celebrating. I had some dope, and anyway, there's a, I've got the video there somewhere. I've got, <laughs> but I'm sure he was under the weather, old Billy. Anyway, so now, now I might not get an invite now on. Um, uh, oh, I probably will um, on Vinnie Eastwood's show. Wants me to. I don't know. I said, what are we going to talk about? He goes, oh, just be yourself. Well, I said, I can't be anyone else. <laughs> this is who I am. So it's funny, isn't it, when people say, just be yourself. Anyway, so maybe he. I don't know. I've done this. Oh, this is not my first rodeo, uh, Vinny. <laughs> anyway, so KC in the Sunshine Band, Paul Borich, he said that his client had been involved in the army. He'd worked with youth and he was part of a smoke-free movement. Shame on you. And uh, except for marijuana. <laughs> Everyone's such a hypocrite, aren't they? Uh, we're, aren't Christians hypocrites? We'd be the worst hypocrites in the world, I think. Well, everyone's hypocrites. Hypocritical. Everyone is. I mean, I, I was sitting there with a, with a Mormon lady yesterday, and um, she was in the cow shed. She's a farmer, and she was in the cow shed with this other Mormon who's an elder. And they all wear the funny underpants, you know, um, Masonic Masonic symbols and things like that. Now, that's a bit strange, anyway. But she she said that um, she said, "Oh, someone's a dickhead," and he said, "Oh, um, this is this is the the elder in the Mormon church." He said, "Oh, you're not not to talk that way in the cow shed in my cow shed," and then he's. And he he's called he called me a dickhead. This guy once why? God, well, I am a dickhead. <laughs> this guy, such a hypocrite. He called me a dickhead because he didn't even give me some wood, some firewood, and I allowed him to graze twenty four acres of my land for almost three months. I said, oh, you, you can you can do that. Just th- give me some firewood for the winter. And then he wanted to give me a firewood that hadn't been cut and be left out in the rain. And um, and I thought, oh, blow that for a joke. And I said, you know, if you. You know, if you, I thought you were an elder in the church, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, and then he called me, oh, don't be a dickhead, he said. <laughs> so I said, oh, I said, oh, that's nice, isn't it? I thought you Mormons, I thought you Latter-day Saints, you know, didn't do that. But apparently they do. <laughs> and they wear funny underpants. And I think it's a dodgy thing, actually. I've, I've, I mean, I, the, one, the one that's my friend, oh, she's lovely. She's um, in her 70s. She's just marvellous. You help everybody. She is the best advert for the Latter-day Saints Latter day for the latter day saints got T's in it, hasn't it? Latter day saints. She would be the best advert anywhere, really. But I have found them to be hypocritical um, in the past. And yep, yeah, there, there we go. Now let's get back to Billy Tekahika because this story is all about him. It's not about me uh, or um, the latter day saints. Now Tekahika's lawyer, Paul Borich, KC. That's where it all started with the KC and the Sunshine Band, and the wheels fell off the news story, didn't they? <sighs> anyway. So he said that he's been involved in all this stuff, you know, smoke-free movement, volunteer firefighter and all that. Oh, yeah. I mean, you weren't in the army. They boot you out. You, you went into a bar. You were in a brawl, actually. You said something. You must have had a few drinks. And you said something um, in the mess, in the officer's mess. It's always a mess. <laughs> and then when you went to go and have a pee, um, one of the other officers, that didn't, they didn't like the way you spoke to some girl mm, at one of the, one of the pubs you know, one of the, the army pubs, 
and then you got done over. <laughs> That's, I think, what the story is. Yeah. Anyway, so, but Boric, he's, you know, we won't let the truth get in the way of a good story. He says it demonstrates that he is someone suitable for a community-based sentence. Okay, so they didn't, didn't want to put him, but you don't want to go to prison. Gosh, imagine what might happen to you there. Could get, you know, rogered or something. Um we don't want any rogering. Oh, look, half past five. Gosh, I'm sorry about that. I haven't told told the time since about eight minutes past. Oh, I'm awfully sorry. 14 minutes. Per- it's half past right now anyway. And actually, it's not. It's 29 minutes to seven. Six. Oh, gosh, is that all it is? Oh, you tell me I've got all this. I've got hours to go. Hours. To go. I've got, got eight o'clock. I don't know if I can keep this up. I don't think I can just sit here and talk to myself. <laughs> talk to you. I'm talking to you. You know that. Uh, anyway, he said that his client's not uh, not um, not capable of paying a large fine either. No, he's not. He's got any money left uh, in sentencing because he used to be make a truckload of money traveling to the United States and playing in bands and thing. I mean, he's one of the world's greatest guitar. He is. You know, you've got to give him that. Just go and look on YouTube and listen to some of his lead guitar work. It's very, very good. Anyway, he said, you personally benefited. Who said that? Oh, in sentencing, Judge Davenport. She said, Tekahika's offending was very different uh, different than other cases. She said, you personally benefited. You used the money to support your family during the election. Well, why wouldn't you? (laughs) You can't have the kids starving while you're out doing battle with the the corrupt government. Uh, She she quoted from Justice uh, Wiley in his sentencing of Banks, John Banks, a transparent electoral process is critical to the Democrat. Oh, gosh, your nose is growing. A critical democratic process under which our country is governed, both at a local level and also at a national level. Big nose. Oh, a load of rubbish. Gosh, you tell fibs. They tell fibs. Gosh, they're full of it, aren't they? I'd say the the judges that we've got at the moment would be something that'd be worse than the lawyers. What about the lawyer? Did you mean, you know, why, why is it is it safe for a lawyer to swim in a, across a swimming pool full of sharks? Well, they don't eat their own. That's the one, isn't it? What, what's that other one there? Is, um, now, what's the difference between a lawyer and a catfish? Oh, this is old. Everybody knows this. <laughs> uh, one's, a law- uh, one's a fish and the other one is a scum-sucking bottom dweller. Right, okay. Uh, she said that New Zealand needed to have confidence in the election process in the officials that ran them and for those that are running the office. Judge noted that Tekeheka was naive. I don't think so, love. I think he's not naive. That's what he likes to come across as. He's far from naive. That's all part of the culling. That's all part of the charm. Uh, But but she said that he had no help uh, from his former party, the advanced party. Oh, we can't blame him. I mean, he's got his own troubles, hasn't he? What's that guy, Jamie Lee? Um, I always think of Jamie Lee Curtis, but he's an actor. No, she's she's she is an actor. Yeah. Anyway, the advance party when it came to time to complete the return didn't have any help. Why not? Well, they're so busy. It was all happening, you know. Gosh, you know, there was they're on a they're on a on a wave. It was just this riding this wave, man. And yeah, that's what it's like. I, let me just. I've got a fur ball. I just cough up a fur ball. <laughs> Gosh, that's better. It looks like it's raining here. Oh, it is. Started raining. Gosh, there we go. Okay, now um, that's it. Um, the King versus William Tekeheka's evidence at trial. Oh no, we're not going into all that. There we go. We'll go back and um, play 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 a record, Grant. It's time to play a record. Oh look, we're having trouble connecting, so we're not even like people aren't even hearing me on stream. But you are, aren't you? Because you are listening to me on the podcast. So good for you. So there we are. It's timed out. Wonder why? Oh, I don't know why. I'll I'll try and. 
I'll try and restart that thing, but I, I think we're um, we're we're knackered. Let's have a look. I'll see if it'll work now. Click. Uh, no, it's struggling. Never mind. It'll it'll come right later on uh, during the program. But what happens now is I can't click on anything because otherwise I won't be able to see it anyway. So it's just all headlines from now. So we're over at Stush, a stuff, <laughs> Stoush, and um, arrests have been made after fires on uh, Auckland's Mangaree Mountain. And also down in Christchurch too, uh, fires in South Auckland were reportedly lit deliberately. While in Christchurch, multiple crews have rushed to a fire uh, in the sand dunes at Waimari. 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 Is it, people say Waimari, but it's Waim, Waimari. My, Myri, yes, my Myri, in the Maya. Um, no consultation to move uh, disestablish Maori health authority no move on no well the government has admitted the decision was a political one um yeah of course it is and no consultation's been made with Mary. why should they they didn't make any consultation with me and currently there is no alternatives in place well there is just go back to what we had we had a perfectly fine health system and all that's designed it's just designed to um piss everybody off and it was rubbish so no that has to be turned around straight away now six common insurance fish hooks still catching people Watch out for that. New Zealand's still getting caught out by a number of things in their insurance policies that can mean that they are not covered. Yeah, well, like one, you know, like the chip on the windshield, you want to get that. It's about 70 bucks a year, 65 $70 a year. Make sure you get that, especially if you those people up on Northland that's, gosh, it's all rocks. They put rocks on the road. <laughs> and then the trucks are, you know, backs and forwards, um, throwing them at you. And, uh, oh, honestly, people up there, they tell me, you know, you just get a new windshield put in. Because there's so many chips on it, you know, you can't get a warrant of fitness. And, uh, and, and they're driving along and, um, you know, within five minutes or something, they, you know, they're heading north or something from, say, Whangarei or somewhere on the way up to the Bay of Islands, you know, and they get a chip on it almost straight away. Oh, it's terrible. So you've got to watch out for that. So what else is there? Um, it says here that the, there's a number of things in their insurance policies that can mean that they're not covered or not as much as they they expected. The Insurance and Financial Service Ombudsman says, and I can't click on it because if I do, I'll never be able to get back. So there we are, sorry to what? Sorry to hit the um, hit your headphones. Now, um, Kiwis are Australia's best migrants, according to Luxon. He says in Sydney, that's what he says, the Prime Minister, Christopher Luxon, he just put out, what it? just puts it out there. Who says that? Prime Minister just puts it out there in a meeting. See, they're against him. They say terrible things. He had a meeting with his counterpart, Anthony Albanese. What we'll do is we'll read about that from the real people, the real news people, which is Sky News. I think they've got glowing things. And they even have some, they've got glowing things to say about the new government that they've done very well. Uh, and also they get take a jab at New Zealand news media because they know it's as corrupt. Corrupt as won't say what the, that's not the right word. Now, so there we are. And uh, so anything else? Lost luggage? Going for three dollars a piece, uh, but it's a scam. Lost luggage going for three. <laughs> Facebook page selling the suitcase seems genuine, but a closer inspection reveals fake accounts behind the comments of customers. Ah, oh, really? Yeah, that's what they do, isn't it? Yeah, I got sucked in once. Bought an electric car. <laughs> it's the only time I've ever been sucked in. Well, I. Uh, few women have sucked me in but you know apart from that you know it's only time online uh black cats triumph oh no we don't sport no sport today nomad jailed for fleeing police and taking gun to hospital for protection
Ehia Rolls Rogers. That's an interesting name. Uh, he was. Uh, he has embraced gang life. Has received his eighth prison term, <laughs> and just under 20, 21 years old. Good grief! That's young, isn't it? He's on a life of crime. So yeah, took a gun to the hospital for protection. A pistol? Where do they get them from? Gosh, I'd like to know. No, I don't, I don't want to know. I don't, you know, who wants a pistol? I suppose we should have them, really, shouldn't we? Should be able to defend yourself. Hey, it's getting lighter. Sun's coming up. 20, 21 minutes to, I think it is, 22 minutes to uh, 6. And, of course, um, we'll be back with TNT Radio, the real news people, giving you some proper news instead of you having to sit here and sit through this. Anyway, the government, uh, now what they can afford, a multi-billion dollar tax cuts, according to Willis. Finance Minister said a down payment of $7.5 billion worth of savings has already been made, while further cuts and new revenue measures would help cover the rest. That's what she says. And Nelson Tasman Air New Zealand. Now, Nelson Tasman, that used to be Nelson Airways. Nelson Tasman Air New Zealand, they must have bought into it, Air New Zealand. They go uh, to regional spot for summer. More, what does that mean? More than 83,000 people will fly into Nelson Tasman to soak up the sun and visit the family and also, hopefully, uh, and enjoy their stay at the um, the top of the South Island. There we are. So that's well, that's well, just a funny story, isn't it? Then we've got that one on Billy Tekeheke again. And then doing the basics, well, uh, this, well, uh, well, what? Basics, well is key to Christmas lunch. Doing the basics well. Oh, I see, not well. <laughs> doing the basics well is key to Christmas lunch on a budget, says a chef. Uh, Christmas is a wonderful chance to spend time with the family and friends and have arguments. <laughs> Talk about, did you get the jab? Why didn't you get the jab? Look, Steve, you see, I said, Steve Kirsch says, told you, told you, we did the right thing, not getting the jab. Now, Gore actually, councillors burst out dancing moves for silly season. Uh, in recreating the famous Hugh Grant dance scene, the Gore District Council's latest Christmas video shows the town is a wee... A fun wee place. A fun. They always say wee. Two, two e's on it. Oh, he's a nice wee. That comes from the Irish, uh, Scottish. He's a nice wee. Is it Scottish? Nice wee. They talk like that down there. Irish, Scottish, something like that. Celtic. Uh, that's according to one of the councillors anyway. And the 501 deported despite leaving New Zealand in his 60s. In the 60s. He was two years old when he left. Prime Minister Christopher Luxon expressed his disappointment in the case on Wednesday on his first official trip abo- abroad to Australia. Uh, as Prime Minister. He wasn't very happy about that. Anyway, um, I think it's time to play a country song. Um, we could have some more Billy Tekeheke, but um, it was it's not very well recorded. Um, no, not very well recorded. So um, I'll be back in just a moment with um, some country mucus. How music. big of a flood would it take to bury a T-Rex? Well, I'd argue today, Scott, that you couldn't even uh, bury and fossilise a cockroach with today's sedimentation rates. I'd say that the amount of sediment needed, the deposition required, is massive and would have to be equivalent to, uh, let's say, Noah's flood. Yeah. Now, this is a beautiful song. It's, you know, just my front porch looking in. So instead of out on the front porch looking out, he likes to look in at his family, his little kids, his beautiful wife. This is Lone Star. Eighteen to six. The only ground I ever owned 
was sticking to my shoes. Now I look at my front porch at this panoramic view. I can sit and watch the fields fill up with rays of golden sun. I watch the moon lay on the fences like that's where it was hung. My blessings aren't in front of me. It's not about the land. I'll never beat the view from my front porch looking in. There's a carrot top that can barely walk with a sippy cup of milk. A little blue-eyed blonde with shoes on wrong because she likes to dress herself. And the most beautiful girl holding both of them. Yeah, the view I love the most is my front porch looking in. Traveled here and everywhere, following my job. I've seen the paintings from the air, brushed by the hand of God. The mountains and the canyons reach from sea to shining sea. But I can't wait to get back home to the one he made for me. Cause anywhere I'll ever go and everywhere I've been, nothing takes my breath away like my front porch looking in. There's a carrot top that can barely walk with a sippy cup of milk. A little blue-eyed blonde with shoes on wrong because she likes to dress herself. And the most beautiful girl holding both of them. Yeah, the view I love the most is my front porch looking in. Star, oh, front porch looking in. Isn't that great? Aren't the words good? That's what I love about the country songs. You know, they've got the words and the music. Even Ray Charles said that. It's the words and the music. And who was it? Was it Ray Charles? Yeah, it was him. He loves country music. <laughs> you think you would have played it, wouldn't you? Hey, um, we'll have a look at uh, news. We'll go to Sky News in a minute. Melanie, I'm single, you're single. What do you say we get married? Well, I'm glad you finally decided on the direct approach. Yeah, well... I'm a businessman at heart. As am I. What's your offer? Single rich male seeks matrimony. Primary residence? Westchester County. Would you be open to considering a secondary residence in Manhattan? Central Park West? South. Done. (laughs) Time spent together? Eight hours, five days a week. Seven hours, 12 hours, weekends. 55 hours aggregate. Specifics to be determined later. I'm amenable to that, children. One. Three. Two. Done. (laughs) But one of them has to be a male. 
I'll see what I can do. Vacations. December, Hawaii. June, the vineyard. June, fine, but Hawaii. Nope, the vineyard. Is that a deal breaker for you? I'm afraid so. Me too. Well, we gave it a shot. I'm sure you'll find a better match. Thanks for the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Must be a couple of lawyers. <laughs> oh, that's really... That's funny, isn't it? Oh, well, anyway, let's have a look at news. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Look at this. It's 14 minutes to 6, news at 6, and we've got... Um, so hang around for that. You'll get some sensible news. Prince Andrew. Oh, he's uh, he's, he's he's in trouble. The new, new Prince evidence, new Andrew evidence, set to be unsealed within a week. So he'll be in there. Prince Andrew is reportedly gearing up for the for the for further public humiliation after a judge ruled evidence from the Epstein accuser that included allegations about the Duke of York will be unsealed within a week. Uh, in Colorado, Colorado have disqualified uh, President Trump. I think he's president. He's a real president. Trump for uh, for running. He's not allowed to run for president in that state of Colorado. They must like not like him up there. Colorado Supreme Court has found that Donald Trump is ineligible for putting his name on the state's ballot for the 2024 election, marking the first time the court has uh, has used Section 3 of the 14th Amendment to disqualify a presidential candidate. Other news here um, in celebrity life, <laughs> never complain. This is Sky News, by the way, skynews.com.au. Uh, never complain, never explain. And that is what, that's how Kate Middleton, she shields herself from SCOBY attacks. Now we'll find out who SCOBY is. Uh, the Royal Insider has uh, praised Princess Kate for ch- channeling the late Queen Elizabeth II and keeping a shield of strength and stoicism. Uh, the, the, as controversy swirls around the release of the book by Omid, 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 I'd say Omid, Omid, I'd say Omid, uh, Scobie, not to be... Not, not, not to be confused with Scooby Doo. Anyway, he's written a book. Omid sounds like an like an Arab, doesn't he? Omid Scooby. His book is called Endgame. And in world news, pollution warning for Iceland's capital as the spectacular images emerge from the volcano eruption. And then they're going to repeat the whole thing here. And what does it say? Ah, oh, now here's a word. <laughs> says here, um, pollution warning has been issued in Iceland's capital after a volcano erupted in the somewhere peninsula on Monday night, prompting 4,000 people from the nearby town to evacuate. What is that word there? It's R-E-Y-K-Y-A-N-E-S. I'd say it's Reykjan. Let's have a look at it. We'll have a go at it together. It's R-E-Y. K-J-A-N-E-S, Rekanis. Okay, if you know how to pronounce it, you can give me a call right now on 021-732-423. 021-732-423. I bet you don't know how to. Well, come on. I'm waiting. <laughs> it's 10 minutes to 6. 11 minutes to 6. 11 to 6. You haven't got a clue, have you? Well, nor have I. So why don't we find out how to pronounce it let's let's have a look here we go this is my friend um miguel he's he's a frenchman he's lovely sounds old but he's actually young let's have a listen we are looking at how to pronounce the name of this city the capital city in fact of the country of iceland how do you go about pronouncing this name reykjavik 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 iceland Here are more videos on how to pronounce the names of more capital cities from around the world. 
country names and Icelandic words no, whose pronunciations are... It's not. You've got that wrong. Let's listen. And how do you go about pronouncing this name? Reykjavik. 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 Iceland. What did I say it was? He says Reykjavik. Reykjavik. There's no V's in it. <laughs> What's he talking about? Anyway, he knows. <laughs> yeah, yes, he knows. All right. He's very good. Anyway, so that, there's problems there, haven't they? Prompting 4,000 people from the nearby town to evacuate. There we are. Oh, we're back online again. We're streaming again. Anyway, but anyway, you, the people listening to this now, they that aren't like right now, but um, I, I don't know. It's funny because you're you're listening to it on the podcast probably. Oh, I just have got trouble with the fur ball at the moment. I don't have a cat. I'm still coughing up fur balls. Now let's see. We've got. Oh, look here. It says here. World News. This is um. We're at skynews.com.au, and it says not good enough. Government condemned for failing to send a warship to the Middle East. Why would they do that? China has praised the Albanese government though for not sending a warship as they would uh, to the Middle East as part of a U.S.-led task force. But the security experts in Australia have condemned the decision as not good enough and akin to uh, spitting in the face of the Allies. Wow. And Hamas needs to be utterly destroyed, according to Malcolm Davis. Uh, the story here is the ASPI Defence Strategy and Capability Senior Analyst, Dr. Malcolm Davis. He says that Israel can't have a ceasefire in this war with Hamas. Of course they can't. And here we are, global news. Global. International, you mean. Um we don't have a globe, do we? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> All right. I'll go along with it. Global news. Um, new Zealand. New, new New Zealand Prime Minister, well received by the public in Australia, despite the media painting his government. And also in New Zealand, too, he's been well received, uh, except for the government. But the, the media are painting his government as racist and uncaring. The platform journalist Sean Plunkett... Um, he'd be a Roman Catholic, Sean Plunkett. That was a Catholic. He was a Catholic. Um, he says that New Zealand Prime Minister Christopher Luxon has been well received by the public, despite some what? Despite some, you make click clickbait. Oh no, it probably won't work. No, it's not. We're running running as slow as a wet week again, are we? Yeah, it's not going to happen. No. No, we better stop that now, otherwise we won't better read anything else. Uh, the UN Security Council, they struggle, struggles on wording for the new ceasefire agreement in Gaza. Shouldn't have anything to do with it. Just leave it to the Jews. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. But they've had a vote for the humanitarian ceasefire in Gaza, and it's been delayed for a second time as the United Nations Security Council struggles to agree on its um, propositions. <laughs> <laughs> They're just a mess, aren't they? Wait till the Antichrist arrives. Wait till the devil himself arrives in human form. <laughs> After he's been shot in the head, he'll be assassinated first. He'll lie in state for three days and three nights in, in, a, in a, a counterfeit of the Messiah, uh, Jesus Christ. And also, um, who was it now? Jonah was in the belly of the whale for three full days and three full nights. And that's why Jesus had to be in the in the, the grave for three full days and three full nights. Not Friday to Sunday. That's not three, three full days and three full nights, is it? No. And it just so happens if you read Sir Robert Anderson's book, uh, The Coming Prince, where the royal astronomer, they detail it. Jesus rode in on Palm Sunday. He came in on a donkey, just as King Solomon did on a donkey. And he was in, he was um, came in on Palm Sunday, and then he was crucified on a Wednesday. And he had to be taken off the cross before sunset on Wednesday because it was a Sabbath on Thursday. So then he had his three full nights 
and three full days, didn't he? So he had Wednesday. Um, yeah, so he'd be taken off Wednesday. So he had um, he had all day Thursday, Friday, and all day Saturday. And at sunset on Saturday, he rose up from the dead. That's three full days. And how many nights did he have? Three full nights. We had Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night. Now he didn't have Saturday night all night. You know why? Because he rose up. He was. He was. He he would have risen up from the dead just on sunset on Saturday night. That's why I did it. It was a double Sabbath that week. You ask any Seventh-day Adventist. <laughs> no, no, they don't know. No, the cults always tell you rubbish. And you know how I, I was telling you about um, some of the cults, cults, and I was going to tell you who they are, and I got as far as the Roman Catholic Church, and I was listening I was listening to myself, and I, oh, gosh, I hate listening to myself. But anyway, I said there was 1 point, I think 1.6 million, there's not Roman Catholics, there's 1.6 billion I get these figures wrong all the time. Sometimes I'll be thinking in my mind it's a three. Like I said, also, I remember saying a while back that we have, for ages, we had three million people and, I, and it came out two million. I don't know why. I know it's three million. And I was sure I said three million, but it didn't. It came out two million. And I'm actually thinking I might be going balmy. <laughs> people said it's too late. <laughs> you, you've been balmy for ages. Anyway, so um, now I've gone and switched on TNT radio. In my one of my ears, and it's now it's taking me off track. I don't, haven't got a clue what I'm talking about. Um, I don't even know where we were up to. Oh, Hamas. Um, yeah, what's this? It was a picture of these. They wear these green banderas, don't they? These these sort of green headscarves, don't they? Gosh, they look awful. They just look like little ninjas, don't they? Little horrible little things. And I think there's a lot of special ops forces in those. You know, I wonder if there's some dodgy stuff going on there. Mm, anyway, Hamas only committed to destruction of Israel. That's cool, absolutely. Liberal Senator Dave Sharma, he says that Hamas is only committed to the destruction of Israel. All the Arabs are committed to the destruction of Israel. You ask them. You know, they're telling lies, you know, these Arabs to say how wonderful. Unless they're Christians, unless they're born-again, Bible-believing Christians, no Arab wants to see Israel survive. They don't. It's, it's, it's demonic, actually. The destruction of Israel is demonic. The devil wants to destroy it. Now, Let's move away from the Middle East altogether and we'll look at some other news, international news. Australia should be supporting the United States, their request to protect ships in the Red Sea. Oh, we're still in the Middle East. Oh, no, that's him. Oh, look, this is more. I'm reading the same. What does it say? Liberal Senator. He's a liberal. Dave Sharma. He says Australia should be supporting the United States request to protect ships in the Red Sea. Absolutely, they should. Now, Dutch farmers, they've made their voices heard through climate protests. Uh, this is Sky News digital presenter Gabrielle. Oh, no, Gabriella. That's my daughter's name. Gabriella Power. Uh, she reflects on the series of demonstrations by Dutch livestock farmers who protested against their government. Well, they should do, but we've got the same thing happening here with the fresh water thing. And we've got Maoris, you know, jumping up and down here thinking, oh, it's terrible that the, the government might go back on their promise to, uh, you know, on the three water, not three waters. Well, three waters, sure, but also the fresh water. That's different from three waters. That's well, That affects town stuff, but but the fresh water affects the farmers. That means that, for example, Northland, which is 40% of uh, hill country farming over 25 degrees, would not be farmable. They would not allow you to run your stock on it. Sheep, beef, whatever. Whatever you want to run. Llama. <laughs> Gosh, there's something strange about a long-necked animal. Don't like them, except for horses. That's the only long-necked animal I like. And you don't farm them, do you? Oh, so some people do. Anyway, a massive change. New Zealand government likely to take more Australian-aligned approaches to defence. Yes, they will do. 
They will do. This is the uh, platform journalist Sean Plunkett. He says there has been a massive change in New Zealand with the election of Prime Minister Christopher Luxon. Luxon? Luxon? Christopher Luxon, yeah. I used to, everyone used to call him Luxton, but it's Luxon. Luxon. It's easy, really. Um, Pro-Palestinian activists arrested for allegedly illegally protesting at the capital city in the United States. Um, 60 pro-Palestinian. So they're actually pro-terrorists, that's what they are. Pro-terrorists, these people. and uh, Jew-haters, that's what they are. Uh, they were illegally staging a protest at the Capitol building. Yeah, it's a wonder. I don't know why. I don't cough during, normally during the day. But it's always when I go on the radio, I want to have a, have a good old croak. Cough up the furball. Maybe vacuuming. I should probably try to do vacuuming. I haven't done vacuuming. <laughs> vacuuming does do a good job, doesn't it? You know, but sometimes I kind of like to have the. Uh, that's why you have a threshold. It holds the thresh, you know, the, from the threshing floor. So it's a bit like that now. It's a bit like a butcher shop. And in, in here, in the old days, you used to have sawdust all over the floor, and that's what it's like inside my little house. And I just walk around. I put slippers on because I don't like the feeling of the dirt under my toes. <laughs> Anyway, I've got that um, anti-Semite, that um, horrible person, Patrick Hennings, Henningson. He, he would say that he's not, you know, a Jew hater, but he is. Of course, of course they are. Anyway, now, um, what have we got here? Hamas. Hamas cannot be left in power if the Middle East wants enduring peace. Well, they never have enduring peace. Mr. Dave Sharma, this is the Liberal se- Senator, uh, they won't have it until Jesus Christ returns. The Messiah, he's the one that's going to bring peace. There'll be no peace. Peace on earth, goodwill towards all men. That's when the Christ returns for the millennium. There we are. Okay, so we've got news coming up very shortly. The time is uh, right on six o'clock. And I'm sorry, I've been a bit of a shambles this morning. I don't know why, I'm, I'm, but I am enjoying myself sitting here looking at the lovely calves that are just outside the window. I've just managed to get all three-wire electric fence done and um, yeah, able to eat that grass down. And it's good, good to see there's some good growth there. They get the best nutrition from the first four to five inches of the grass. So I like to, I like to have the grass nice pointy pointy bits on the end and then you know it's ready if it's got a, a sort of a chisel in the blade then you're not it's not you know not not good you've got to wait until it gets that nice pointy end okay let's cross over to tnt radio news now and we'll hear the news and i'll be back with weather very shortly of this hour go to episodes at tntradio.live now tnt radio news for tnt radio news this is james o'neill wikileaks founder julian assange's possible final appeal against extradition in the united states will be held at the uk high court of justice in london on february 20th and 21st assange faces 17 charges under the u.s espionage act and potentially a 175-year prison sentence Two judges will review a ruling made in June, which had refused the journalist permission to make any further appeals. WikiLeaks warned in a statement that this may be the final chance for Julian Assange to prevent his extradition to the United States. On June 6, the UK High Court judge rejected all eight grounds for his motion, backing the 2020 extradition order. Israel has indicated a willingness to pause its military operations in Gaza under the condition that Hamas releases more captives. This proposition, conveyed via Qatari mediators, suggests a seven-day ceasefire in return for freeing up to 40 individuals who are women, elderly, or unwell. 
Hamas has called for a complete halt to hostilities. However, Israel's leadership, committed to continuing the conflict until Hamas is incapacitated, finds this demand unacceptable. Presently, it's believed that approximately 128 Israeli and foreign nationals, including at least eight Americans, are held captive in Gaza. Much of Ukraine's military-industrial complex has been devastated by Russian bombardment over the past 20 months, forcing Kiev to rely on the West for everything from rifles to tanks, artillery, and fighter jets. With NATO stockpiles approaching depletion, however, the U.S. and its allies have suggested bolstering Kiev's domestic military industry. According to Ben Hodges, former commander of U.S. Army Forces stationed in Europe, the Ukrainian government needs to look at what Germany did in World War II to stand a chance against Russia. They're going to have to increase production of ammunition and weapons in Ukraine. Some of these things are already happening. Uh, but it is possible when you're at war to increase production, even with Russian missiles raining down on your cities. Hodges, who retired as lieutenant general in 2017, has long been an outspoken supporter of Ukraine. In an interview with the Australian YouTuber Perun, published over the weekend, he repeatedly cited examples from the Second World War to argue that Kiev can defeat Moscow on the battlefield. I mean, think about what Germany did in, in 1944. The aircraft production for the Luftwaffe peaked in 1944. Uh, that's after more than two years of uh, steady bombing by the Royal Air Force and the U.S. Uh, uh, Army Air Corps, uh, bombing the hell out of German cities, but yet German aircraft production increased. So I think Ukraine can do that with some uh, improving efficiency. Some Western companies are already there helping. Thunderstorms have swept across New South Wales, prompting hundreds of calls for assistance to the state emergency service. The SES has urged people to get ready for what could potentially be an unusually wet and stormy Christmas. Around 380 volunteers responded to more than 400 storm and flood-related incidents from Tuesday afternoon and into Wednesday, December 20th. The Financial Times is reporting that several European nations are hesitant about the proposal to confiscate frozen Russian assets to financially assist Ukraine. While this idea is gaining momentum among G7 members, France, Germany and Italy are notably cautious. EU officials are also concerned about potential Russian retaliation if these assets are seized. The report reveals that approximately 260 billion euros of Russia's central bank assets have been frozen in G7 countries, the EU and Australia. Of this, the EU holds about 210 billion euros, with Belgium and France possessing 191 billion euros and 19 billion euros, respectively. Switzerland has around 7.8 billion euros, while the U.S. has about $5 billion of these assets. We'll be back with another news break at the top of the next hour. This has been James O'Neill for TNT Radio. Uh, thank you very much, James, and uh, that's great. We'll be back with weather in just a moment. The number one rule for success in, in business, personal lives, cut your losses. When you realize you made a mistake, bad investment, bad hire, bad relationship, cut your losses quickly. The faster you cut your losses, fail fast, the uh, faster you can start doing things that are much more productive. Your home for the news. They do a great job of breaking down the big story. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. It's five past six and oh yeah. Oh man. Oh man, I just love, I just love that stuff. I was 16.
Oh, that is the way I like it. Oh, it is, it is. Now, let's look at the weather. I hope it's not too loud. Turn it down a bit more, Grant. Okay, now let's do weather. Let's do weather at six minutes past six. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks very much for joining me. Hello to everybody in the United States and Canada. G'day, g'day. And also in uh, Australia. Uh, no one in the UK. I wonder why. Oh, I don't know. Probably you're watching telly. The six o'clock news or something over there. Who knows? Now, uh, the extended forecast. No, we won't do that. We'll just look at the weather uh, for the short forecast for Northland cloudy periods with isolated light showers. For the remainder of the North Island, is that too loud? Could be, eh? I'll turn it down Right down, there you go. Uh, for the remainder of the North Island, mostly cloudy, but areas of morning cloud. Isolated showers about the high country this afternoon and also the high <laughs> high country and also this evening. And <laughs> for Nelson and Buller, mostly fine weather. Uh, scattered showers developing inland this afternoon, though, in the Nelson and Buller area. Some could be heavy. In Westland, over on in Westland, it's the, the land that's west of the... Yeah, uh, showers becoming isolated this morning and then fine spells developing. In Fiordland, periods of rain as usual. Marlborough and Canterbury becoming uh, mostly cloudy actually this morning and then it's going to be scattered showers developing inland from the afternoon with some of them going to be, uh, they'll be heavy as well. And uh, what can we expect in Otago and Southland? Well, you can. it's going to be often cloudy with some scattered rain. Clearing from the south coast, though, and that's, that will be this morning. So there we are, just a bit of cloudy weather. But it's going to come right. The blue is going to come through. And finally, for the Chatham Islands, you have um, mostly cloudy weather with light evening showers possible. There we are, light evening showers for you. It's uh, eight minutes past six. KC and the Sunshine Band. Every time they say uh, King's Council, I just want to play one of those songs. <laughs> okay, we've, I can't, we've got bad internet at the moment. I don't know, it's that three days in a, four days in a row. It started on Sunday. Here we are, Wednesday, and it's still bad news, is it? Oh, it's Thursday. Thursday today at eight past six here at the Liberty NZ Breakfast with Grant Edwards, your host, uh, the hostess of the mostest. Uh, now we've got a picture of Miley Cyrus. Gosh, she looks like a right trollop, doesn't she? Tats on her. There, just a what a shame, poor old Billy. You know, remember that song that he did? There's a country song that he did about his daughter, Please Don't Go, or something like that. Uh, it was Billy Ray Cyrus, anyway. Um, you you remember the one? Uh, gosh, what was it now? Um, what was it called? Uh, B- Billy Ray, Billy Ray, not Billy Tika Hicker, Billy Billy Ray. Would it be two two words? No, no, Billy Ray is it one word? Is it? Oh, Billy, why? Oh, oh, you've got to put a Y after the L, Billy Ray. Where are you? Billy Ray Cyrus, achy breaky. I remember that one. Um, yeah, this one here. You, know, this, you listen to the words of this. This is a song about his daughter going. She, and she's in it too. She's ready to go and leave home. And look, look what's happened to her. Turned into a right little hussy. She's got to do what she's got to do. And I've got to like it or not. 
She's got dreams too big for this town She needs to give them a shot Wherever they are Cyrus there. Billy Ray with um, the wee girl, what's her name? Uh, Miley, Miley Cyrus. Yeah, she's well, she's pretty good, but I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't want my daughter to go out looking like that. Looks like she's got a nighty on. Go out in their underwear, don't they? Anyway, but but she's coming here to New Zealand. Uh, this is uh, the music that topped the charts in the 2023. Miley Cyrus, she joins a Kiwi favourites, LAB. Is it LAB or just Lab? I don't know. I don't listen to it. In 660, what, what are they? Some band of people. Apparently they're popular. Mm, they go all over the place. They're going to be they're going to be visiting uh, this. Uh, when is it? Top the pops in New Zealand this year. Oh, okay. So people like it. Is she visiting? No, probably not. 
don't know why it's a nothing story. This is top. This is the first. This is the headline story, the number one, poof, on the front page of RadioNewZealand.co.nz.co. Maori leader is angry over a call to scrap Te Mana uh, OTY. That's to Freshwater Principles, which is not just mum. That's mumbo jumbo. They they do that so they can get, to get control. Come on, you know, you know, you know what you're doing. It's, you know, Te Mana Wai Principles. Te Mana, what is it? Te Mana O-T-Y. There we are. Got it. Grant's very good at Maori pronunciation. Do you know when I was at Radio New Zealand years ago, 100 years ago, when I used to be, when I actually could talk proper and um, I could string a sentence together? I don't know what's happened to me, but anyway, it's the vaccine injuries. They stay with you for life, you know, and you just get worse and worse. But I got on top of it there for a while when I was in my late 20s. I was a radio DJ and... Um, I don't know if I could read news, though. I can't even read a 30-second commercial without making a mistake. I can't even get through the weather. I seem to get down sort of just just before Southland uh, when I'm doing weather, and then I have to make a mistake. It's sort of programmed into me. I don't know why. I don't, it's just it's, it's silly, really. What, what you do is you just cover it up. That's what you do. I've learned. You just cover it up. I'm, I'm getting there. But by next year, give me a year. <laughs> give me till after Christmas, and I reckon I can do this job. Anyway, a Maori leader, he's hit out over the call to remove the Timana OTY principles from Northland's freshwater plan. You idiot. Look, either you're ignorant, and I don't, th- I don't know, or you're being paid, because that plan is the worst thing that could ever happen to this country. It's actually just a globalist plot to remove private profit, private private ownership that's what that's about it's going to be unfarmable it's unworkable people will go to the wall you know and then these rural communities which there's a lot of maori in rural communities that's why they don't do very well in health because a lot of them live in rural communities and we've got a shocking uh, health system in the rural communities in new zealand now we used to have a fantastic one we've it's really bad because people don't want to live uh, out in the WAPs. And it's not just Maori that are that are suffering as far as public health goes. I mean, I wouldn't have anything to do with public health. I think you should look after your own health. should be your own responsibility. But anyway, he's got no idea, this guy. And I can't click on him to see who it is, but I can see him there. He looks part Maori. Anyway, now we're moving over to Coromandel and relief key, relief, key Coromandel Bridge able to reopen much earlier than expected. Now, the man who's relieved He's the one that spent months working in security on State Highway 25A in Coromandel. He says he's extremely relieved that the Tiparahi, Tiparahi Bridge was able to be reopened. Imagine that, sitting there all night out on a bridge on State Highway 25A. Now, councils are among those incurring uh, thousands of dollars in fines due to the plant's sickening smells. Greater Wellington Regional Council has issued thousands of dollars worth of fines over illegal odours. <laughs> illegal odours. Oh, that one's all right. No, that's illegal. Can't have that one. Yes. I mean, I, I think it's quite nice, the smell of, of um, rubbish composting. I mean, that's money for some people, isn't it? <laughs> the smell of money. It isn't, you know, one man's rubbish is another man's um, treasure. Yeah, like one man's meat is another man's poison. Anyway, these illegal odours are coming from the wastewater treatment plant. Oh, that's not quite so good. I don't know about wastewater. I mean, grey water water can stink worse than black water. Black water's poos and grey water's just, you know, soap suds and, you know, stuff that goes down the sink. That can actually stink. I mean, on a boat, I had a boat where you had to have grey water this blimmin' racing boat, this 50-foot Ron Holland. Oh, boy, what a boat. I did enjoy that. Oh, and I meant to put a photograph up of it on on um, Facebook, and I couldn't find it. 17 past six, too, by the way. For those of you trying to get a few extra um, uh, tiddlywinks and a sleep, a few extra, you know, 
a bit of sleep just listening to me wake up get up it's time to get up now put the tea on put a cup of coffee on I've got a nice cup of coffee but it makes me salivate like a bloodhound I was telling you about that earlier now some other stories here on rnz.co.nz in brief cyclone damaged roads and highways breaking up just weeks after being repaired that's because they're using that rubbish instead of getting the tar from Marston Point where it used to come from up in the northland there now they bring it in from overseas and it's hopeless just rubbish anyway the locals are questioning the quality of the bitumen used to hear to repair the roads disagreeing it could be weather related mm, uh, it's a bit of both I think I mean the rain the, the, the roads don't like the rain <clears throat> um, furballs uh, no not furballs um, uh, potholes they like <laughs> potholes they love the rain that's uh, they just they just sort of like multiply don't they potholes and man alive I mean the the number of buckled rims and blown out tires that I've got from potholes uh, especially if when you travel up north oh gosh it's like a goat track up there I've got a friend that lives in Levin um, his name is uh, Malcolm not Malcolm he's a, he's a good guy builder um, no his name is uh, is uh, Donald Donald Daylights my sister used to go to school with him and no 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 his name is not Donald Daylights that was his name oh gosh I hope he's not listening don't because we do have listeners in Levin I hope it's not Donald hope, um, maybe not he probably just he's probably listening to Radio New Zealand right now. He rings talk back too, he does in the middle of the night. Oh Donald Don it's Donald Davies, not Donald Daylights. Davy, I think, with a single his brother's one of the best builders in, in probably the country, uh, but certainly one of the one of the best builders in Levin. Very good. He actually we we were born on the same day, uh, David um not David, um Malcolm and I. And we've always been very competitive <laughs> in cycling and stuff like that. We were in the, we did cycling and he used to beat me. I couldn't believe it because I was one of the fastest, uh, actually, when I was about 10, 11, 12, around about then when I was doing cycling. And uh, he could beat me. And he'd do muscly legs. Gosh, he was strong. Very strong guy and just so competitive. And I remember uh, his dad and my dad took us fishing once we went to Lake Taupo. And, um, oh, we just sort of like, chipped at each other the whole time. But we you know, became good friends in the end, eventually. But we were born on the same day. And Levin, this is why I'm telling you the story. We were born in Levin Maternity Hospital on the same day. His mother was an Italian. She she came back from um, from the war and and married Campbell. He's a lovely, lovely guy, Campbell. He was one of the one of New Zealand's b- best um, pianists, actually. Um, he used to play in all the clubs and, you know, restaurants, top restaurants all around the around the country. And he's really in international quality. In fact, even, um, I'll tell you who else, D- uh, Dudley Moore. He's a, did you know that he's one of the world's best uh, pianists, jazz pianists? And Dudley Moore actually walked into Monty's, which is a restaurant in Palmerston North one night, back in the 70s, I think it was. And uh, and Campbell, my dad's friend, well, they were very close friends, actually. Uh, and um, and he was playing. Campbell was playing, and he felt a bit nervous, but he was very good. Gosh, he was good. And he used to just practice, practice, practice. Had this grand piano uh, in the house where Donald's living right now uh, in Levin. Still there and collects these cars. I might actually have something from Donald. Uh, let me see if I've got it, and then I'll, I'll um, yeah, I'll, I'll find it now. I'll just go. We'll go to a break. And when I come back, I've got a, a, a phone call. I've got Donald. So you'll get a bit of an idea of um, how he talks. As a professional geomorphologist, how did you become a Christian? It was based on 30 years of scientific research uh, where many of the features that I studied around the world and in different zones or different climates of the world showed evidence of a global flood. And so I began to question uh, and look at the Bible, and I saw there that the Bible provided a history, if you like, that was equivalent to my scientific interpretation. 
So one day, myself and another person went to a church just to see if God really did exist, mm. and we found out he does. He did. Yes, he does. Of course he exists. What, what are you talking about? Hey, I can't find it. Uh, now, um, what was it? Um, phone in. Phone in. I wonder what it would be under. Phone in. Phone no, no, oh, I can't find it. Oh, we'll play this in the meantime. Mr. Dagg, what's your position on this current controversy? Uh, well, my position at the present point in time is that I have reason to believe I never gave an interview. But surely you must know whether you gave an interview or not. Uh, well, uh, not altogether. Uh, I, yes, I have reason to believe. At the, at the time that I was giving the interview, I wasn't there. Shall we say that? I was absent at the time. I wasn't there at all at the time that I was allegedly giving the interview. Where were you? Uh, I was involved in deep and... Uh, uh, very, very uh, meaningful talks with the uh, Minister for the Environment at that time. Can that be confirmed? I believe that can be confirmed. I can confirm that to you and get back to you. Certainly, yes. Who is the Minister for the Environment? Uh, I am. Uh, just a minute, that'll be the phone. Uh, I'm not here. Uh, I'll ask me to ring you back later. Thank you. Sorry about the interruption there. Does the Bible actually say the Earth is 6,000 years old? It wouldn't be very helpful if it did. Because if it said it was 6,000 years old when it was written 2,000 years ago, it would be out of date now, wouldn't it? So how does the Bible give us the time frame? Uh, it actually gives us these genealogies in Genesis chapter 5, so-and-so begat so-and-so, and that gives you a time frame from creation of the flood, 1,656 years. And then in Genesis chapter 11, you have that chronology from the flood to Abraham and then we know Abraham was about 2000 BC so we know that it's about 6,000 years before now but the Bible doesn't say 6,000 years because it would be out of date if it did mm. yeah it would be yeah that's that's quite right um, look I can't find it um, I can't find Donald but anyway uh, what was I talking about Donald for well he's very good anyway yeah very good well we're born in the same hospital that's right his brother and I are very competitive and um Anyway, so he's a builder, right? Okay, and he actually bought the maternity hospital, the grounds. This is this is Malcolm. That's how good he is, and um, they, he developed it into um, just this wonderful area. So they, they closed the hospital down. <laughs> he bought the land and he built beautiful homes on it. Isn't that great? So that that's where so that's a legacy to him. Now you know, I was thinking something the other day. Now remember, I told you that I was a publisher and I I published quite a few magazines. And I, when did I publish my first one? Nineteen ninety. One, I think it was, 91, a real estate magazine, and it sort of went from there. And then I had quite a few magazines. And then the second to last one I had, I, I went into a partnership with my brother, which everyone thought was a bad idea, but it actually turned out to be really good. We actually did, did very well together. He's a very good businessman. And, um, and he thought, oh, well, I like the idea of that and, um, going to publishing. And so he, so anyway, we did it. And, um, now, what what was it now? Oh, that's right. Now, what influenced me was a book that I found on my brother's shelf, actually. Uh, he said I could, I could read it. It was called the, the Rise and Rise of Kerry Packer. And, of course, he's an Australian media magnate, wasn't he? He was the son of Frank Packer. And uh, everyone called him, you know, Frank's idiot son. But he was far from Frank's idiot son. He turned out to be uh, to just multiply uh, the uh, fortunes of the Packer Empire in Australia, the media empire, which Frank had built with newspapers. And um, Kerry Packer did, I think he did um, a Clio, Clio magazine. Uh, he, he introduced um, you know, one day test cricket, those sorts of things. Very clever. So not only did he go into magazines, he also went to television and also gambling. He liked gambling. <laughs> but anyway, Kerry Packer, now, I read that book, The Rise and Rise of Kerry Packer. Now, while I probably wouldn't agree with his lifestyle, I was really um, impressed 
with um with that book with um how he you know and that I would say that that book there influenced me more in publishing even though I was already you know doing small publications but that really did inspire me to get cranking and you know what guess what happened in 2000 and when was it when do we sell 2005 four or five somewhere around there uh, my brother and I we actually sold to Kerry Packer we sold our we had a, a number a string of titles and we sold them to Kerry Packer and he actually signed the agreement so there we are so I was just thinking about that the other day that it was his book that inspired me to get into well I wasn't publishing but really inspired me to take it seriously and really build a build a, a decent you know multi-million dollar corporation that we built into media group and um, then we sold to Kerry Packer and I guess if we hadn't have really built it up he wouldn't have been interested in us anyway was he would he and he also bought um, the Property Press as well of Barry Coleman yeah, and then he bought um, magazines and ours were called um, Property Extra I think they were called Extra and I got the idea when I was over in the UK doing a busman's holiday <laughs> that's what you do that's cool you know when you're out you know, having a holiday but really you're just looking for business ideas and I thought wow that's that'll be um, they have these extras in the magazines it'd be fantastic News at the time, news we were just doing black and white with one spot color, you know, for the inserts in real estate. Then I came back with the idea of having a tabloid which sits inside the broadsheet of the newspaper, and they'd fall out and there'd be these lovely Sunday magazines. Everyone's doing it now, but there'd be just these lovely Sunday, just wonderful magazines would fall out, and they were called extras, you know. And I would go extra, extra, read all about. And I thought that's what we'll call our magazine. There we are. And then, then I started another one after that. We sold to Kerry Packer, and then I had restraint of trade for five flipping years. You wouldn't believe it. Five years, weren't allowed to do anything in this country. And so, anyway, went poverty walked in the door because <laughs> I frittered it away. Didn't I? <laughs> and then the love flew out the window, didn't it? She was only. I realised. Oh no, don't. No, kids, kids could be listening. That's no. I've got pictures of the kids around the wall. No, no, we won't do that. Let's have a love song. It's a love song. Uh, for people who have been in love a long time, as opposed to people who have first met, which are most love songs, get kind of tedious when you're listening to them if you're in a long-term relationship. Even when you meet your friend and he's telling you about how wonderful this girl is and they've met and she's the one for me and she's so much fun and he really listens, understands me. And you're going, yeah, we know, we know. It's called love. You'll get over it. <laughs> and when you do, come back to me then and we'll see how wonderful she is. So this is a love song for people who have been together for a long time. It's got a little bit of a country feel. Here we go. Being with you is like being alone, except you're here. talk anymore thank god <laughs> sometimes you talk to me when we're watching TV but I don't listen it's not that I don't love you Hard to keep up that level of enthusiasm. <laughs> but I'd like to thank you for doing all my washing. You're really good at 
tidying up. There's no way I could have done all that ironing. And I love it when you shut up. friends come over they don't realize that there is two of you one of them is nice while the other one is a psycho I had to edit that one out hold on hold on hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. no 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 we won't do that just yet uh, yeah I had to edit it out look I've been, I was talking normally before and then as soon as I come back on put the turn the radio microphone on I want to <coughs> cough <coughs> I'll just <coughs> yeah that's better <coughs> I just open the window and get rid of it anyway gosh the cows look lovely I've taken a photograph while he was playing He's good. I've heard it before, so I, I wasn't listening. But it's quite, he's quite funny, isn't he, for those of you? I must get some new comedy because it's getting a bit repetitive anyway. Um, I quite like Kenneth Williams as a comedian, but he, I think he was a homosexual. He said he wasn't. He said he wasn't. He said he was asexual. But he sort of sounded pretty camp, didn't he? Pretty sort of like effeminate. And the Bible goes against that. The Bible's against effeminate men. You shouldn't, shouldn't be walking around like a, like a, like a lady. And talking like a lady as well. It's just not on. Hey, let's have a listen to this. A bit of comedy today because we're on and off. The internet is just its not working. You know, right now it says we're off. Uh, but, of course, you're listening to this on the pod- podcast, aren't you? Doctor, tell me, is John going to... He'll be fine. We just need to bring him out of this coma. What? What's that humming sound? Oh, that indicates John's mental activity. No. Well, is, is there anything I can do? Talk to him. What? He may recognize your voice. Oh. He may respond to a word, mm-hmm. an expression, anything that he's greatly devoted to. Okay, uh, John, it's me, Jeannie, your wife. It's okay, go on. Oh, John, just this morning at D's, little Cindy was saying how Wait, much... say that again. Uh, uh Cindy? No, D's, D's. Um, uh, oh, okay, uh, uh, we were at D's and... And we all had the ham and egg special. Keep going. Uh, thick slice smokehouse ham, farm fresh eggs, golden hash browns. Mmm. I had them with hotcakes and... What happened? Oh, right. At D's, John usually gets the blueberry muffin. He's coming out of it. Oh, this is wonderful. Now he won't have to miss the big family reunion. D's ham and <laughs> egg special. For a limited time, just two ninety nine. These family restaurants. It's not a real ad. you right. It's not a real ad, but you know what? I like them. They're funny. They make me laugh. Now, this is Brian Martin. New song for him. Beauty in the Struggle. 27 minutes to 7. She's as real as it gets and there ain't no way around it. There's a road to spin through hell. She's been down. She's been mistreated. She's been lied to. Seen her share trouble, but that girl, she's a beauty in the struggle. Cause she ain't all about herself, she ain't one to ask for help. She's that diamond that you find when you've been left behind. You're sifting through the rubble, yeah, that girl, she's the beauty in the struggle. There's a weight that most could never handle Picking up the pieces of a heart 
been dismantled. She's a good friend, she's a fighter, she's watched her whole world crumble. But that girl, she's the beauty and the struggle. She ain't all about herself, she ain't one to ask for help. She's that diamond that you find when you've been left behind. Sifting through the rubble Yeah, that girl She's the beauty and the struggle She ain't all about herself She ain't one to ask for help She's that diamond that you find When you've been left behind Sifting through that rubble, yeah, that girl, she's the beauty and the struggle. She's the beauty and the struggle. Wonderful, isn't it? Liberty NZ Breakfast with Grant Edwards, your host this morning. We're over at the, uh, oh, that was Brian Martin too, by the way. I think I told you anyway, Beauty and the Struggle. Pretty song, isn't it? Lovely, talking about women. <laughs> and we had to play that to make up for the last the love song they're my favourite love song okay we're over at New Zealand Herald Voyager says here Voyager Media Awards oh they won the, they won that this year they gave themselves an award there we are and uh, we've got enslavement anti-vaxxer confronts judge at court court bench dragged by security wow that's, uh, I can't, I tried to click on it, but nothing's happening. So it's just headlined today, I'm afraid. A salesman who stole $360,000 fails home detention. Fails home detention, sent to jail. Oh, there you go. And Nicola Willis does it again. House erupts in laughter at question time. Her, her gaff or golf. Um, she, the quip follows a priority goal. Is it gaff or golf? I don't know. Better ask, um, my Frenchman how, how you do that. How do you pronounce it? I think it's gaff, isn't it? Or gorf. I think it's gorf. It might be gorf. Um, how do you pronounce that? How to pronounce. We're going to go nounce. It's pronounce. Oh, no, it's nothing's working. Oh, I can't even do it. So we'll just have to have a crack at it, I suppose. Where are we now? We're back to New Zealand Herald. News Hub's there. Anyway, when she asked the then minister, how big is his hole? Oh, that was awful. No, that's disgusting. You should be laughing at that. Now, Chris Bishop, uh, he's a parliament, National Party. He admits he dislikes Henry VIII clause, despite put as a Henry VIII clause, putting one in the new RMA law. That's re- what's re- Resource Management Act, I suppose. The minister got a ticking off uh, for a wide-ranging clause in the new RMA law, did he? What other news have we got here on the front page of the New Zealand Herald? And uh, let's, let's see, temperatures reach 33 degrees Celsius with hot muggy nights to last past Christmas. Oh, that's good. And uh, and it's here. It's Jenny, uh, what is this? Tib, tib Sharon, oh, flippin' heck. Why do people have stupid words like this that people that people like me can't pronounce? Uh, government faces tough trade-offs to improve books. Uh, is it, I don't know. Is it Rene? Jenna? Is it Ye? Jenna? Or Jenna? Jenny? Jenna? I don't know. Tib? Tib? Shani? And it's probably nothing like that anyway. Landlord must pay $11,000 to a tenant that he claimed were flatmates. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, they're hard on the oh, they're hard on the landlords at the moment. You can't get away with anything. Even if you're right, they'll find you wrong. Stalled New Zealand video gaming gaming's horror year and its hopes for 2024. What's stalled? Gaming videos have stalled the horror ones. Oh, good, they're horrible anyway. Aren't they? Those those horror movies are horrible. Uh, now, a man arrested after 35 guns, explosives seized from West Auckland properties. I'd love to be able to tell you more about that, but I can't. In entertainment, wait, no, Barbie. The best 20 best films for 2023 are ranked. Barbie's number one, I suppose. Of course it will be. And uh, exclusively, NZR backs transformational Auckland Waterfront Stadium. NZR, what would that be? <clears throat> NZR, New Zealand Railways? <laughs> I can't click on anything. I, I just have to make it up, make up the news today. Here we go. Yeah, we can do that. 22, 22 minutes, 22 is it? Yes, 22 minutes to uh, 7 o'clock. We'll have some proper news. Hopefully it's still going. Yes, for some reason the streaming doesn't use much, but when you want to do a video or something, when it, they've got us down on, I think that, that they might, possibly it was two mice on a rubber band up at the um, cell tower, which we're all suffering from. We've been suffering since the weekend on and off internet, and it goes it goes like a train, you know, it goes really good, and then all of a sudden they they hire these two mice, and now I think there might, there might be four mice, because I, I can get something, I am actually able to stream out, I think. Possibly you can still hear me on the stream, I don't know, uh, let's have a look, yeah, probably not. Um, no, it's hard to tell. Anyway, now I've lost my place. Where, where are we? Um, what was the last thing I read? Um, New Zealand, New Zealand. Um, I think it's New Zealand Rail, but I, as I said, I can't tell. Um, other stories: only forty-six percent of kids at school regularly in term three, and that was one of the worst on record. Well, yeah, but COVID, the COVID pandemic didn't help, did it? And um, now, a uh, COVID conspiracy theorist. Well, he's not. He's not. It's all true. It's all true. He's not a conspiracy theorist. You know, this is this is um, New Zealand Herald. Come on, you should know better. You're going to be standing before a Nuremberg Two trial uh, if um, the sensible people, if the thinking people of New Zealand have their way. And it's the second time he's faced sentencing this year for poor old Billy. But he knows how to play a guitar. I can tell you anyway. Now we've got some other things here. These these have just come in. Uh, but that was last night. They <laughs> come seven because because the internet's not working this morning. Seven times more. Oh, well, I did get it going actually. Just before five, it was working. Then it just petered out at about five to five this morning. Um, seven times more Israelis than Palestinians have New Zealand visas approved. Seven times more Israelis. Well, so they should. You shouldn't be allowing Palestinian Muslim terrorists into the country. Don't let any in. We've got far too many anyway. It's that jolly book they read, the Quran. If they took it seriously, gosh, I mean, hopefully they're backsliders, the ones we let in, and they're not real um, Muslims, you know, Islamic, you know, Mohammedans. Because seriously, those people that that follow that book, they're the ones doing all the killing, you know, the chopping off hands and heads and things like that. Um, now, you've got 13 hangover cures. Oh, you shouldn't be getting pissed in the first place, should you? And why is everybody's house... Uh, well, I don't forget. Uh, the best local television moments on Twitter. Same-sex couples divide household chores more fairly than the it works best. Oh, rubbish. Same-sex couples. Don't you ever read the Bible? You need a slap with a good King James Bible right across the snout. That's what we need. A good, a good smack over the head with the King James Bible is what they need to wake us up. You know, if if we all just read the Bible every day, none of us would go off the rails. And that's what King David said. He said, "How can a young man keep his way pure by keeping it hitherto according to Thy word?" The UA. See, he won't make a liar out of God. God knows best. God. The people say, "Oh, God didn't write the Bible; it was written by men." Well, of course it was. I mean, I used to dictate letters to my secretary. I didn't write them myself, <laughs> of course. But I was. They were my letters. 
Yeah, I told them what to write. Anyway, that's they, those sorts of things are said by people that have never really taken the Bible seriously. Anyway, and you, when you stand at the Great White Joan Thrudgement, the Great White Joan ju- uh, Throne Judgment. Gosh, I'm struggling today. Um, you will find that you will say, "Oh gosh, you'll feel like a right Charlie." I can tell you when you're standing there naked as a jaybird before Jesus Christ. Uh, at the Great White Throne Judgment, where nobody you know, nobody gets out alive on that one. And, you know, death, uh, eternal death it is. Can you imagine that? It says where your worm dieth not, die, your worm, what is it, your worm dieth not. So I don't know what your worm is. Maybe you just, maybe the only thing that's left of you is your willy. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just hope no one that I know goes there. So listen carefully. If you want to get to heaven the Bible way, you must, you must change your mind about Jesus. You must believe that he actually is God himself in human form, that he came to earth as a man, that he laid down his life. Why? To pay for your sins as an offering for sin, because we've all broken God's laws, the Bible says, and he laid his life down for you and for me so that we don't have to spend eternity. He's given us a way of of escaping the judgment to come because God doesn't keep his rubbish. We don't sleep with our rubbish under our pillow, and nor does God. God doesn't keep it, and so he's going to get rid of it. It's unreasonable for God to keep wicked uh, people that are that are, as far as he's concerned, useless and uh, useless eaters. <laughs> it's not reasonable that he would keep those people that a don't even believe in him in the first place, and have had they. Everyone gets an opportunity in their life, and those that don't, if they don't, they will be given an opportunity. God is just; he's just, and he will make sure that anyone that goes to hell, they deserve it. And so, if you're listening to this message right now, this could be your last chance to repent, to change your mind and to believe on the the name of the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, who is God in human form. It's the triune God. God is three in one. says it in the Bible. People try it. The cults will say, oh, no, it doesn't. No, Jesus is another God. No, he's not. He is God. God himself was. The Bible says, for unto us a child is given. This is in Isaiah. For unto us a son is born. Let let me get it. Let me me quote it correctly because it's important. Um, uh, Unto us, unto us. Uh, uh, son is I think it's given there we are we'll put KJV after it so we get the right chance oh no hang on not working are we internet's not working oh it might just work for this the Lord might give it to me there we are yes he did look at that how about that got the internet going just so I could read the scripture and it is found in Isaiah that's Old Testament so um, Isaiah uh, wonderful man and this is the King James Version of course the only one to have it's the Bible for today, for the end times. And it says here, verse 6 and 7, it says, For unto us a child is born. This the Jews, you think the Jews would have read this, wouldn't you? It's in their book, Isaiah, or what do they call him? Isaiah. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name, singular, shall be called. Now these are capitals, which is, signifies deity. Wonderful. Counselor. The mighty God. This is Jesus, gentle Jesus. The mighty God, the everlasting Father. Jesus is the everlasting Father. These are his name. The Prince of Peace. And there we are. And of the increase, uh, it says here, of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with peace and with justice from henceforth, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Now, just to get that right, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, 
and the government shall be upon his shoulder, that's Jesus Christ, and his name shall be called Wonderful, capital, Counselor, capital, capital C, the Mighty God. They don't like that, but you only get that in the King James Bible because, you know, a lot of those other corrupt versions have tried to get rid of that. They don't want you knowing that Jesus Christ is the Mighty God. And he's not only that, he's the Everlasting Father. People say, no, he's not, he's the Son. He's the Son. He's also the Everlasting Father. That's what it says, the Everlasting Father. This is Old Testament. If you're Jews listening, this is your Messiah, the Prince of Peace. There'll be no peace in this world at 14 minutes to 7. Grant Edwards saying this on the 21st of December, coming up to the pagan high day on the 25th, that there'll be no peace in this world until Jesus Christ returns. That is the truth of the matter. Welcome to mail. That your wreck they told in? Yeah. What happened? I don't know. Just stopped. Uh-huh. Engine seized up on you. When was the last time you changed all? Oh, I was just going to do that. Mm-hmm. Boy, you ever think maybe a car's a living thing? Huh? One of God's beautiful living creatures? Well, no. Engine's I... like a big heart. All is like blood. All pan is like a liver. You killed it. What? You're an engine killer, boy. You ought to be put away. Hey, I just... Engine killer. Hey. Engine killer. Engine killer. Engine killer. I'm sorry. Right now, dirty oil is poisoning your car. At Jiffy Lube, we know the longer you wait to change it, the more damage you're doing. Come to Jiffy Lube and change your oil now with Pennzoil world-class protection. Because you don't want to kill your engine. Here's your loaner car, engine killer. This is a tricycle. That's right. Jiffy Lube with Pennzoil. Tomorrow. Before 13, it's too late. Uh, oh gosh, thirteen to seven. Thirteen to seven. I love those ads. Yeah, <laughs> Jiffy Oil. Uh, they're great. Hey, look, no one's listening on um, streaming. Not streaming at all. We've got some problems there. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that unbelievable that I managed to get that Bible verse? I actually found that online, and yet right now, uh, no one's listening. We're on we're on auto DJ. As far as those that are listening on the stream, there's you know flipping heap, heaps of people, and they're all just kicked off, and they're listening to some recording. Well, they've got they've got Taylor Swift, "Cruel Summer." It's not even a country song, but I kind of kind of like it. And if I do a refresh on that, let's see if it's come off auto because it looks as though we've now got internet, and it doesn't. No, it's slow as wet. Now, isn't that amazing that I was able to find that? I think that could be a miracle. Perhaps there are, perhaps miracles do happen. After all, perhaps it's, you know, there we are. Uh, because I was able to read that Bible verse. Right now, I can't bring you any news whatsoever. Uh, we've got nothing happening there on New Zealand history. I wanted to bring you this day in history. I can't do it. Uh, the Epic Times, I could bring you a little bit there of what's going on on the Epic Times. But I daren't refresh on it. No, we've got really bad internet connection here at 12 minutes to 7. But do we have the news? Yes, we've still got TNT radio news going. And because with the radio, the great thing about the radio is it hardly uses any broadband. And, um, you know, you can you can send and receive really uh, quite cheaply. So this radio is a wonderful mode, isn't it? And I can do this here, sitting here in my undies. Um, with my, I haven't got any special um, uh, Latter-day Saint underwear on. Which, which is, I find interesting that they actually, and the women wear it too. I found that out yesterday actually from my friend who is a Seventh-day Adventist, but I felt a bit embarrassed. She sort of offered that, and I was like, oh, well, I don't want to know what, I don't want to be thinking about your underwear. Uh, but anyway, um, I, I, she, she offered that, and I, oh, I thought it was just the men that wore under, the funny underwear. They wear Masonic clothing, you know, which is that, that the um, square and the, um, what's the other one, the dividers. Those are Masonic rituals, and they say it's to do with Solomon's Temple, but I, I think it's actually a dodgy religion, I've got to tell you. Very dodgy. The Mormons, the Latter-day Saints. I mean, I'm a Latter-day Saint, but I'm not a Mormon. Gosh, no. Um, they're not allowed all the wives they used to have, too. 
uh, as they used to have. I, that that side of it would be all right. <laughs> they don't allow that. But but maybe in Salt Lake City they might let you. But I was hearing all about the stories actually from my my friend yesterday. I've got some here. Let me see if I can remember what I was told. Um, I was told about the right weed killer, Tordon apparently for brush killer. Um, phone up Ryan. He gives you a twenty liter uh, pails and. Um, no, uh, oh no, hang on, I'm sure. Yeah, oh, here we go. Yeah, with Colonel Bog, it was. He was um, Colonel Bog. I think he he was in the 19th century. Yeah, Brigham Brigham Young was the first one. He was the second in command. The first one was Joseph Smith. He was the one that um, that started the whole cult off. Uh, but he was murdered apparently in jail. Uh, they murdered him, and also Hiram as well. That was his mate. So that, and Hiram. Now Hiram is in at the time of Solomon. So I think they've got something to do. They think they're. They think they're the lost tribe, I suppose. Maybe, maybe they think they're the part of the hundred forty-four thousand. Oh no, that's the Jehovah's Witness, isn't it? The JWs, the Jehovah's Witnesses. I'm not one of those. They're Russellites, aren't they? I mean, I'm a Jehovah's Witness, but I'm not a Rus- Russellite. I think it was Russell that started that nonsense. Or anything that's come out of America in the nineteenth century, don't don't listen to it. <laughs> it's rubbish, now, because our religion is a is a Shemite. Is a you know, it's Shem. Our religion comes from Shem, one of the one of the three sons of Noah. There was Japheth. He was the one that went north. His skin went lighter. Uh, then there was Ham. He hung out in Africa, and the skin went darker. This is microevolution, not macro. Microevolution that happens. We see it with animals as we're breeding. We can change the look of the animals. Um, I mean, look at horses. I mean, look at those old pictures back in the 1600s, and they had pointy noses. <laughs> Either that, or they're really bad, really bad artists. Could be, could be the latter. I don't know. But anyway, so Shem, Shem, and uh, what was it about Shem for? Shem, 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 Shem. Um, yeah. So anything good. Uh, to do with religion comes from the Middle East and uh, it's really only from the Jews. The Jews gave us the oracles of God and yet they rejected their own Messiah and still have done. And even though they've been called back into the land that God started to call them in big time, 1948, they came back in. I mean, the way to get them back in is to persecute them wherever they are. I mean, he got rid of them by persecuting them. He allows your enemies to persecute you. If you disobey, if you disobey God, uh, he will He will. He will use your enemies. Your children will suffer if you disobey God as well. So you've got to be careful about that. Um, and your marriage will fall apart and everything, you know, if you disobey God. I know that from <laughs> from personal experience. Everything falls apart. Uh, but then you find out what they're made of, don't you? Now, we're over at the Epoch Times, and a Chinese family, they flee China. They blast the Chinese Communist Party for turning China into hell. Three years of zero COVID lockdowns in China serve as both a disaster and a wake-up call to many Chinese people. The pandemic in the past three years has been hell on earth. And also more news to do with China. China tried to shape the outcome of the 2022 midterm elections, according to an intelligence report. The latest report sheds light on the communist Chinese long game in infiltrating US politics at every turn. An ordinary man beats a millionaire in reverse aging for, uh, didn't I talk about this yesterday? Yeah, this is an ordinary man. He beats the millionaire in reverse aging. This is a sport they do now for a just a fraction of the cost. A participant in rejuvenation Olympics, they call it, he shares his anti-aging secret. And so, yeah, that's what I think. I I mean, I feel about 30 at the moment. (laughs) Actually, I... I felt about 90 there at one stage. When I fell over and hurt myself, I, f- I actually felt like I was 90. Yeah, everything, every movement hurt me. Uh, but I wasn't blowed if I was going to go to a doctor. And they wouldn't have helped. I'd still be sick now. Your own body, your body can heal it as long as you give it the fuel. As long as you give your body plenty of protein 
uh, you know, and and lay off the peasant food. You know, don't, rice is just to make you feel like you're full. You know, and pasta and all that, and potatoes and all that rubbish. And some of those vegetables you're eating, some of them are deadly nightshade family, like tomato. That doesn't help. Um, there's, there's some foods that you shouldn't shouldn't be eating at all. You know, herbs are fine. I think put a few herbs on your meat, but just eat lots of red meat. You, uh, try it for a month, and I'll tell you what. If we all went that way, there's no way they'd be able to take away the meat because the rich know, the billionaires of the world, they know, the globalists know the best food for us is actually meat. And that's why they wanted. To, they don't want us eating meat, though. They want us to be sick and reliant upon the pharmaceutical industry, which they've all got shares in. There we are, six minutes to seven. And we're still looking at um, Epoch Times, but I don't think... What's the start green? This is the era of small-scale generation to fill in demand gaps that renewable creates. Well, that was interesting. I can't tell you, but from memory, I read about that a couple of days ago. And what it is, is that there could be a business for, you know, people that have got oil, um, you know, um, sort of what they call... Um, um, Oh, what do they call it? Fossil fuel, but they're not fossil fuels because fuel's made very quickly, actually, over very over hundreds of years. Actually, just got to have the right, um, even even quicker than that. It's got, it doesn't take millions of years for fuel to form. That's just another lie from the from the globalists. They know, I think, because the United Nations have got that flag, haven't they? It's a flat Earth flag. They know what the shape of the Earth is, and, and, and as well, it's just for, and so is the World Health Organization. Why do they have the flat Earth map, Gleason's map? Why do they have that? That's because they know. They know the truth of the matter. That's what I reckon. Anyway, what was I talking about? Health. Yeah. Anyway, five two, five to seven. Um, yeah. Um, uh, well, I don't know. Forgot the whole thing. I th- meat, need to eat more meat. I think that's what's happened. You know, if you eat more meat, you'll be healthier. So get into it. And if we're all eating it, and other people, you know, other people, we've got it. These Seven Day Adventists and these people that are not eating meat. You know, and trying to make out that, you know, it's all bad and they want to get back to the garden. Look, they're only in the garden five minutes. There's no way you can sustain life. You, you can't survive on vegetables and fruit. And by about year 10, you see them. They just look anemic, these people. I mean, I, oh, it's just ridiculous. You know, don't do it. And you know, I, went, well, I go to my friend Dave's place and, you know, and the food is delicious. And they're a lovely family. Really are. But... I just, I just, I'm on the toilet and it's a long drop. So I'm outside in the long drop there watching out, making sure there's no catapos on the seat, you know, at night. And, um, there I am and it's just going through me. <laughs> You're just a compost heap. Don't want vegetables. And I, the best thing I've ever done for my health was just eat meat. Just go carnivore. Just go lion diet even. Just eat minced meat. And get the butcher to put plenty of fat in it because you need a good portion of fat. Some doctors say you need 20% fat. Um, and you get all the vitamin C you need. It, your your body converts that red meat, that protein red meat. It converts it into wonderful minerals and proteins, and uh, not m- mineral minerals and um, vitamins that you need. It's got the lot, all of them. Vitamin B, all that. You know, you never get depressed when you're eating proper food. It is so important, but they don't want you to know that because it's so cheap to just eat eat good meat. I mean, you could afford. It would be cheaper if you're in your lifetime to eat quality meat like the even the most expensive cuts which you shouldn't eat you should eat sirloins you should eat the strip strip loin because that's got more fat in it you don't go eating fillet all the time this it has to have fat you need fat in your diet and stop cooking with vegetable oils it's the worst thing you can do cook with fat you can render it down um or you can buy fat uh, i like to do my own i don't trust anyone now not not since covid covid's taught me not to trust anybody but anyway um no not a, no one eat meat oh, just try it for a month what have you got to lose 
Nothing. You, your teeth won't fall out. You, don't, you won't get scurvy. That's not from just eating meat and no vegetables. That's just rubbish. I mean, get your vitamin C. Meat's got all the vitamin C. The, the thing is, these guys were eating salted meat and stuff like that and eating meat that was rot, you know, rotten and old, you know, and they had all these ways of preserving meat because they didn't have refrigeration, so they didn't have fresh meat. And so in that case, then you would be, you'd be need some lemons and some apples, and, and that's what Captain Cook did. He had, you know, fresh fruit and vegetables and stuff like that. But he, he made sure they had animals on board, you know, goats for goat's milk. They'd have actual chickens and have that protein. He knew... And um, yeah, so he—I don't think he had any cases of scurvy. So scurvy is when you you don't have vitamin. Um, what is it? Vitamin. Oh, that sun looks lovely. Uh, vitamin C, isn't it? Yeah, but you get plenty of vitamin C. Just one kg of vitamin C is going to be all the vitamin C. One kg of muscle meat, rather, not one kg of vitamin C. One kg of muscle meat gives you more vitamin C than you could chuck a stick at. Oh no, I don't have that's the right terminology. You give you more vitamin C than what? I don't know. I think it's about you get all you get all you need for like a week's worth of vitamin C just by eating one kg. And I mean, I almost eat a kg a day of the stuff. And it, and I tell you what, your bowel motions they they don't you don't you don't poop out one kg <laughs> of poop. No, it's nothing like that. And I, I tell you what, talking about bowel motions, it's wonderful just doing carnivore. A life is wonderful again. I just feel like normal, you know. And the t- you don't go through so much toilet paper <laughs> because the body uses all of it. It's all usable. There's hardly any waste. That's why that should be, that alone should convince you that this is the way to go. Now, I, I just for a moment I had a horrible thought that I hadn't switched the microphone on because you don't know in here uh, because there's no red light, there's no glow in the studio, so you've got no idea. So I've just got to make sure that I'm on. I might just check to make sure the levels are working because it could be. Yep, we're all going. Okay, jolly good. And the, yesterday, sorry about that. Was a bit. St- I had uh, the levels up too high and we were we were distorting and bottoming out. Even though I've got a c- compressor, not a compressor. I don't use that. It makes me sound too muffled. Sounds like I'm. Talking like this, you know. That's not so good. But I have a limiter. And what else have I got? I have a limiter and something else. Just a limiter, I think, just so that I don't peek out because it's hard to do this business. You know, I, I was a sound engineer for a little while when I was at Radio New Zealand, did a bit of that, but not really. You know, just just put the ads together, trailers together, go through the breakfast show and pick out something funny and put it together. And apparently I, did, I was pretty good at it. Uh, and I used to do a lot of character voices and stuff back when I could do character voices, but now I just, I just find I can't do character voices anymore. But I used to be able to do them. Uh, I was quite good at it. Uh, I hope my radio show show does grow one day. Um, anyway, I hope it does grow because if it does, um, then I'll be able to do, get phone-ins and stuff like that. I'll be able to phone people up and do candid phone calls. I like doing things like that. And I love phone calls. Okay, we're going over to TNT Radio News for the latest news. And then when I come back, we are going to have a look at the weather. But it might be outdated. Just depends on whether I'm going to, whether or not <laughs> uh, it will draw for me. Um, you know, the browser will work. But we'll see how we go. It's 7 o'clock. going to do the news or not is it one minute past seven this hour go oh, here, to we go. here we go tnt radio live now tnt radio news for tnt radio news this is james o'neill 
The Colorado Supreme Court, with a majority of Democratic-appointed justices, ruled 4-3 that former President Donald Trump is disqualified from running for public office due to his involvement in the events of January 6, 2021. This landmark decision marks the first time the Insurrection Clause has been invoked to bar a presidential candidate from appearing on a state's ballot. However, Trump's campaign is set to challenge this ruling at the U.S. Supreme Court, which currently consists of six conservative justices, including three appointed by Trump. Political analyst Frank Luntz commented that this ruling might bolster Trump's popularity, similar to how his poll numbers increased following his 91 indictments. Trump, who faces felony charges in multiple states for election interference, mishandling classified documents, and hush money payments, has seen a consistent rise in his primary race lead with each new charge. Key Republican figures have united in support of former President Trump following the controversial decision. This ruling has triggered intense criticism from Republican leaders who view it as a direct challenge to Democratic values. GOP Chair Ronna McDaniel, among others, has labeled the decision as an unprecedented instance of election interference. McDaniel, voicing her disapproval on X, announced her plans to challenge the ruling at the U.S. Supreme Court. She emphasized that the Republican Party's nominee should be chosen by its voters, not influenced by a state court's judgment. WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange's possible final appeal against extradition in the United States will be held at the U.K. High Court of Justice in London on February 20th and 21st. Assange faces 17 charges under the U.S. Espionage Act and potentially a 175-year prison sentence. Two judges will review a ruling made in June, which would refuse the journalist permission to make any further appeals. WikiLeaks warned in a statement that this may be the final chance for Julian Assange to prevent his extradition to the United States. On June 6, the U.K. High Court judge rejected all eight grounds for his motion, backing the 2020 extradition order. Major U.K. cities are at risk of experiencing a surge in synthetic opioid deaths, similar to what has been seen in the United States, according to John Jones, chair of the Association of Police and Crime Commissioners. In an interview with The Telegraph, Jones indicated that the threat stems from global changes in the illegal narcotics market. She said the situation has been exacerbated by the Taliban's ban on poppy farming in Afghanistan last year, which led to a significant decrease in heroin exports. With the heroin supply dwindling, Jones anticipates a sharp rise in the synthetic opioid market, citing the alarming rate of fentanyl-related deaths among heroin users in America. The potency of synthetic opioids like fentanyl, which are much stronger than street heroin, poses a significant threat. This concern is underscored by recent statistics from the Office for National Statistics in England and Wales showing a record number of deaths related to drug poisoning, with opioids accounting for nearly half of these fatalities. The European Union has reached a consensus on new migration and asylum policies set to be implemented next year, which aims to regulate the influx of migrants and distribute the responsibility and cost of hosting them more equitably among member states. Notice the new Pact on Migration and Asylum. This agreement was finalized after extensive discussions. It introduces measures to provide more adaptability for countries experiencing a high influx of migrants in processing asylum applications. A key feature of the Pact is allowing member countries to either accept refugees or contribute financially to an EU fund. Additionally, it plans to introduce a screening process to differentiate between migrants requiring international protection and those who do not. However, this agreement has faced criticism from human rights organizations, which argue it could significantly increase the hardships faced by asylum seekers. We'll be back with another news break at the top of the next hour. 
This has been James O'Neill for TNT Radio. Five past seven. When you can point me to an industry, to a platform that reaches 250 million people a month, virtually nine out of 10 Americans, that's real. That's substantive. That's important. And that reach and that touch point and that daily reinforcement, it's an amazing place to be able to communicate messages. That's massive. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. Yes, and be sure you do. We're looking at weather now, and we're over at News Weather. Uh, no, it's called metservice.com, and uh, we're looking at the extremes at the moment. Omarama down in Mackenzie Country in the South Island, 23.4 degrees. Waiuru is still the coldest place to be, 7.2. Nugget Point has around about 70 kilometres per hour blowing through there, and Gore is still raining in Gore, 2.2 millimetres of rain. The short forecast for Northland, first of all, and you've got uh, cloudy periods with isolated light showers. For the remainder of the North Island, mostly fine weather, but areas of morning cloud. Isolated showers about the high country this afternoon and evening. For Nelson and Buller, mostly fine weather. Scattered showers developing inland this afternoon. Some will be heavy. In Westland, showers becoming isolated this morning and fine spells developing. Fiordland, periods of rain. Marlborough and Canterbury becoming mostly cloudy this morning with scattered showers developing inland this afternoon, some heavy. Otago and Southland, often cloudy with scattered rain clearing from the south coast this morning. And finally for the Chatham Islands, mostly cloudy with light evening rain. See, look, I have to ruin it. I have to. I just can't get through it. I've just gone and done it. Mostly cloudy with like that. (laughs) There we are. Mostly cloudy with uh, light evening showers possible. I got through. I only made one little error, sort of just a slight one. I covered it up and then I I stuffed the whole thing at the end. Why can't I just be a proper radio person? Ron, as a flood expert, or more specifically a flood chaser, have you ever seen any fossils formed in the floods you've studied in real time? Uh, it's simply no. And I'm not aware of any other people who have found fossils being uh, created uh, this day anywhere around the planet. It might be a microbial fossil or two, but outside that there's simply not enough sediment, not enough volume of sediment, and not coming down as rapidly as needed to completely bury and place yeah. the pressure and temperature changes needed for Absolutely fossilization. Absolutely right. Seven minutes past seven. You can stick that in your pipe and smoke it, you atheists. Now, this is New Zealand's own. Her name is Kaylee Bell. She's from Raumati. And this is the good things here at the Liberty NZ Breakfast. Oh, sorry. Why can't you even do that properly? Go back, go back, go back. Just a little bit. There we are.
Oh, there she is. Wonderful, isn't she? Her name is Kaylee Bell from Raumati. The good things come your way. 11 minutes past seven here with Grant Edwards on the Liberty NZ Breakfast with me. We're over at the Centrist and uh, this is your centre for New Zealand news. And they are good. They get stuck into the uh, fake stream media and they make sure that they don't get away with anything. So this is the feature article. It's um, I can't click on it because we've still got bad internet. Media manipulation in the Herald's handling of Luxon's Tereo, which is Maori, his Tereo. Maori classes, we'll just say. Now, Robert McCulloch, he is McCulloch or McCulloch? Uh, I don't know, whatever floats your boat. Anyway, he he um, alleges that journalists' negative spin on the comment manipulation. These are the facts. McCulloch labels headline questioning Luxon's taxpayer-funded Maori classes as biased, accuses the Herald of suppressing supportive public comments and silencing further discussion, claims these actions hide mainstream media's uh, mal-alignment with public sentiment. That's what McCulloch says anyway. McCulloch? McCulloch. I'd say McCulloch. McCulloch. But maybe not. Um, fact-checking Waitangi Tribunal claims on the Treaty of Waitangi. For the governor to be up and to Kamara... What is it? T T Kamara down. Government high. Up, down, up. To Kamara down. Low, small. A worm is a crawler. No, no, no. Uh, I, what, what, what kind of a heading is that guy? You expect me to read this stuff? You've got to string it together, put some punctuation in there. Now, here's the facts. Vaping surpasses smoking, yet the study indicates potential slowdown. Time to look at the vaping facts. And Trotter, um, he's quite, this is Chris Trotter, insights on, the, you'll have to go and read this yourself, because if I can't, can't click, on, click, click on it and give you any other information than these appallingly written headlines, uh, which is, is clickbait. But the, the trouble with clickbait is when you're off, <laughs> when you're not online out in the WAPs, and, you know, the cell tower's gone down four mice on the rubber band trying to keep the thing going. Um, you know, I can't click on these things, can I? But thanks for clicking in anyway. Uh, so the left needs to rethink their approach to the treaty principles on co-governance. This is according to um, Chris Trotter. I'm sure it's Chris. And uh, a group think in New Zealand mainstream media, they... They practice selective focus on specific issues. That is so true. Uh, the mainstream media wants the, to overthrow the government. The mainstream media does not believe in uh, meritocracy. That's right. You're based on your merits. I like that word, meritocracy. I might start using it, meritocracy. Meritocracy. I have to repeat it a bit, otherwise I won't be able to. And also they've got something here on Kiwi Rail. Who will that be by? Don't know. Kiwi Rail Inter-Island a Ferry Upgrade Budget Blowout Update. Uh, so it's quite good. Go go over to the Centrist. I think you can find them at centrist.co.nz or the Centrist. Put the definite article in there if you want to. But I think you'll find them on centrist.co.nz. And they seem to be very good. So it's your centre for news in, here in New Zealand. And uh, they cover all sorts of New Zealand news. What have they got? Some of the, some of the pull-down uh, politics, economy, health, society and disinformation and other there we are, and uh, New Zealand News Essentials as well. But I think they've actually amalgamated the two in one, which I think I couldn't understand why they had the NZ News Essentials going at the same time as the centrist, because they are the same. I think they're financed by the same people. Hey, you can chuck some shekels my way if you want, and I'll read your stuff out. <laughs> why don't you do that? Why don't you finance the breakfast show? NZ News Essentials. No, not NZ News. Centrist. Why don't you do that? Go on, someone send them, send them me. And just say, how would you like me? And I'll, I'll be good. I promise I won't be negative towards you. But um, I could say this this program is brought to you by the centrists. They've got money. These people, I think overseas people, maybe expats, there's, there's money being sloshed around there. Because I guarantee they wouldn't be making much money on advertising. But they've obviously got some benevolent dictator, not a dictator, but some benevolent person who's giving them money. 
uh, to get this thing up, up and because everyone's being paid, they don't believe, um, you know, they, they, I think they, everyone's being paid. And I think even those people over at um, Reality Check Radio, the wonderful people over there, Peter Williams and um, uh, what's his name, Rodney Hyde, and um, who else we've got? Oh, Paul Brennan, of course. He's sort of like the star of the show. He, um, I'm sure they're being paid. Um, I mean, you wouldn't do it for nothing. Gosh, if you want to join Counterspin Media, if you want to join their radio station, you do it for love of money. Not, not for the love of money. You do it for just the love of, you know, doing it. But, you know, you can only do that for so long, can't you? You really do. They really do need to. I mean, Calvin, you need to start being um, not, not pissing everybody off. That's what you need to do. And then because you're doing good stuff, fantastic stuff, but you upset too many people, a bit like me. That's why I'm poor. Uh, I'm not poor, but that's why this radio program. I've, I've only got I've only got one person that get, that gave me some coffees. He gave me five coffees, twenty five dollars worth the other day. That paid for the show. For that paid for the paid for the program. Good old Matt. He's he's fantastic. He said I bring him joy. I don't know why. He's not silly. He's a he's a very um he's a switched on guy. I think he runs his own business. He's a tradie. Not sure what he does, whether it's electrical or I'm not sure what he does. I think he's an electrician, but, um, you know, switched on. He's a bit of a live wire. He lives down, down somewhere down south there, just north of Wellington or up, up, up north of Wellington. Uh, yeah, between Levin and, and Wellington. We won't, we won't go into any more details. Um, yes. Now that's him. And so anyway, yeah, why don't you do that? But anyway, getting back to counterspin, you put, you put out good stuff, but Calvin, you've got to just be a bit, I don't know, kind of up the middle. I don't know. I suppose it's just you, isn't it? But you piss off people that you work with. <laughs> That's a problem. You can't do that. You pissed off John Ansell. You pissed me off. You know, and you're doing good work, and I'll still support you. But you know, you can't go. You, you, know, you can't talking to people like that. You know, people have people have allowed. You can't. You're actually what we're fighting against is um is you would actually bring in you you would be a dictator if you were in control of this country. You would be. You've admitted it yourself. You would be a dictator, and that's not what we're after. We are not after that. We're after consensus. We are after a government like Liz Gunn says, and I know you got behind her, and that's great. You, we want a, a country that's for New Zealanders, that wants the, that wants the will of the people. The people vote you in. The people vote people. Um, you know they vote these politicians in. They should be doing what the people want, not what the United Nations want, not what Klaus Schwab wants. You know, and all these other halfwits. No, no, this is that's treason, and you should all be held up for that. But anyway, um, talking about counterspin, no, I wouldn't, couldn't work for you because, well, A, I'm not going to be abused and not paid. <laughs> I don't mind working for nothing and um, not being abused. That's fine. But I, I, I don't want to be abused. Um, but anyway, so that's, that's um, you know, no, you piss me off, Calvin. But uh, you, do good, you do good work. You guys are doing great work. And so that's why I still support you. But I just think you would have more support if you just watched your tongue. I mean, that's, I've got the same trouble. I'm in the same trouble. I, I mean, I do it too. I mean, I've burnt, I've toasted lots of people, and so yeah, that's that's a problem when you want to tell the truth. And you know what? I think if you if you piss off fifty percent of your listeners, that's a good thing. I think if th- that means that fifty percent of them are still listening, but they hate you, and that's good. That's what you're after. That's what we wanted back in radio in the good old days. Uh, people that I know that know. I mean, I know people that know people. And that's what you're after. I mean, when they were when they're doing surveys on, say, like Paul Holmes or somebody, half half the listeners couldn't stand him, and the other half loved him. And if you can get to that level where they half of them hate you, that, that that's that's good radio. So I, I'm, I mean, it'd be good if I can get five of my listeners to hate me and the other five <laughs> to like me. I'd be doing well, wouldn't I? No, I've got a few more than that. 
Uh, 19 minutes past uh, 7 o'clock, and we'll be 19 past 7. We'll have uh, more news at the top of the hour. They call it in the business. Um, sounds silly, though, doesn't it? Top of the hour. But, um, but that's what they do. That's how they talk. This the radio people. And uh, I listened to some uh, uh, some local radio. I was on the internet having a listen to some radio stations around the country. Oh, gosh, they're so fake, aren't they? I mean, you know, so I, I just couldn't believe it. That that's how we used to sound, you know, sort of like boss jocks. That I don't think, I, I, don't, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear some person that I know is just putting on a, a radio voice. I don't want to hear it. I want to hear someone that's just like me, just a normal person making stuff up so <laughs> um, and just talking like he's talking to his mates. You know, I mean, I, I mean, honestly, you can't sort of like talk in a monotone voice like that. You do have to sort of like have a bit of colour in your voice, a bit of intonation, you know, up and down. You do have to have that. But um, I think if you just um, have a, a, a cheerful disposition, I mean, I was getting a bit depressed. I'm not really, not depressed, like really depressed, but I was, I think I was depressing people. I wasn't depressed. I was having fun talking about all the negative stuff that's going on in the country. <laughs> But I think you've got to laugh at it, don't you? I think you got as you grow older. I mean, it's a learning. Life is learning, isn't it? You've got you can't just go on and on about the deep state and and um, um, you know we you can fight using humour. I think that that that's my belief anyway. We can fight. We can just show the stupidity of the left, the stupidity of the globalists. You know, people like Klaus Schwab. I mean, he's an utter lunatic that he thinks he's going to bring in the Fourth Reich and take over. Um, you know, take over the world. I think I don't know if he thinks he's going to do it, but um, he's, he's sort of he, he's um, they're deluded people, really, aren't they? I think they are anyway. So anyway, uh, look, if you haven't got the latest album, uh, you can get it here at the Liberty NZ Breakfast. You can uh, send your order in. Uh, that you can email me on, uh, or you can just text through if you want a copy of Klaus's new song. You heard Klausy McSchwab's first two records. Back, scene, spec. Actually, it's more than a new song. It's a whole album uh, full of songs. You know nothing and be happy. But this one is going to make your modified mRNA tingle. Time Lies presents Greatest Schwabs, Volume 15. A new world order in music. One, two, three, four, five. All the unvaccinated are still alive. A little bit of Pfizer in my arm. A little bit of BioNTech does no harm. A little Johnson Johnson does the trick. A little AstraZeneca so you don't get sick. It's booster number five. Let's talk about Vax, baby. Let's talk about Doc Fauci. Let's talk about all the weird and countless side effects, maybe. Let's talk about Vax. Let's talk about Vax. Come and take the seven shot, the seven shot. It's a little luck you get. My, 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 oh! My, 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 You won't have to be rich. With CBDC, you'll have all you need, the central currency. We just take your extra wealth and your cash. And you can walk 500 steps, but not a single step. Have more until the curfew activates and robot cops stand at your door. Just a small town boy drinking Genetically modified soy This ensures he doesn't 
20 minutes past seven. I've got Barry Smith on the turntable, just one minute of Barry Smith. It was recorded back in 2007, not Barry Young, Barry Smith, the wonderful, wonderful preacher. I don't agree with all his doctrine, but, you know, maybe he's right and I'm wrong. Who knows? You know, the Bible's not up for private interpretation, so maybe my interpretation's wrong. Who knows? Um, I guess we'll all find out, won't we, one day. Uh, but it'd be good to find out before uh, we have to stand before the judge of judge, the king of kings, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I'm still going to stay with the centrist just for a moment because there's a few things here that I've missed that I want to bring to your attention. And they are, um, we talked about Trotter, Chris Trotter. Now, there's been new reports come out, Auckland, uh, least safe city in Australasia. Uh, but the city still does well in work-life balance. They, apparently, there's a beautiful photograph there. I love that photograph that they've been using there of the Auckland's taken out. and could be over at Devonport with a long lens, probably is, uh, looking looking back at Sky City, you know, the um, syringe and uh, all the other beautiful buildings. And then it's got the reflection. He's a very good photographer. He's got the reflection there, so like a mirage on the water. So it must have been a very still, still evening. Beautiful photograph. Gosh, I wonder if I could save that one. I'll try it. Save. How do I do that? Save. Save as. Save image. Yeah, there we are. I might just save it. And where will I put it? I'll put it under country FM. There we are. <laughs> Done. Okay, we're still at the centrist.co.nz. And New Zealand moves away from nanny state smoking laws. What's the balance between public health and personal liberty? Well, I agree. It should all be. There should be no balance between public health uh, public and personal liberty. It should be personal liberty all the way. And you, you say, well, look. It costs money, you know, the, the taxpayer has to pay for these people who end up going to hospital and getting treatment and all that sort of stuff. Well, I think you'll find that the taxes they pay are huge. You know, they're paying more than, more than almost three times the cost of actually producing the tobacco. And anyway, um, it's, we, live in a, we live in a democracy, don't we? We're supposed to. Uh, if you live, the price you pay for living in a democracy is that people will want to do what they want to do. That could cause you having to pay some of that money 
uh, into tax to look after them. And that's just the way it is. People do all sorts of stupid things that we have to pay for, ACC, which I think they should get rid of, and we should be able to sue people. Again, of course, Christians, we don't sue, sue, sue people. We just take we just take the bit, you know, we just take it. Take it on the chin. Turn the other cheek, <laughs> apparently. Family court captured by private therapy quacks, argues law professor... Uh, follow the money, yeah, troubled teen industry. Ah, that's interesting. It's a bit hard to understand because it would be good if they gave me a bit more than just sort of like some cryptic headline. A study, increased uh, incidence of tinnitus. Now that's not t- not tinea, tinnitus, that's with the ear, and also vertigo post-COVID vaccination. Well, I guarantee that's got something to do with it, particularly with the Moderna or the Pfizer for vertigo and Moderna, uh, Pfizer for um, and AstraZeneca. They've got, they people have got ears ringing, you know, sort of that whistling, ringing, ringing in your ears. Uh, so there's an increase. So we know that it's, we know that those vaccines are poisonous. Uh, Barry Young was a good man and they're now trying to demonise him. They want the all, they want the public, the media, through the government, through the media, they want, their, you know, they're paid off media. They want us to be thinking breach of trust, theft as a servant, stealing, releasing private information about individuals. And none of that is true. Well, it's not true. First of all, it's an, an, an anonymous, anonymized. There we are. Always anonymized. It's anonymized, so no one knows uh, who's who on it. And they're trying to say that ARPA lady for the Ministry of Health, to what aura or what whatever it is, um, she's trying to make out that you know it's all bad. There, look. I, if I was them, I'd be packing bricks. I would be popping myself because their goose is up. Is that the word? They've cooked the goose. They are uh, they the um the 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 jack in a box is out of the box. You guys are criminals. You all of you, not just not just Labour. National went along with it. New Zealand First went along with it. Yes, you did, Winston. You wanted everyone to be jabbed up and you know get your blimmin' this that and the other. Uh, I hear I hear from a little a little uh, fly on the wall that Winston's wife, a wife or partner, I'm not sure whether he's married, probably married. She didn't get maxed. That might be your saving grace. She wasn't going to take that experimental biological weapon because she's got a mind. But you went along with it. I don't know why, because you were frightened of the germs, weren't you? Scared stiff of the virus that don't even exist. And I tell you what, if you want to know more about this, it's how it's all done, how they do it. They've got us so frightened. They have to keep us in perpetual fear. And the germ theory is the best way to do it. Just to keep, and they can make so much money because we've got something that will fight the germs. We can do this. <laughs> Just take this vaccine or take this medicine. It will kill off all the germs. Of course, what it'll do, it'll kill off everything that's that's good inside you, and that that makes you more susceptible for other things that come along your way that your body's unable to fight off because you're actually you've just got really bad terrain in your body. And uh, and it's called the uh, cellular theory. Your cells are in a bad shape, and that's all. The, that's all disease is. It's just. Uh, diseased cells, cells that aren't happy because of the rubbish you're putting into your body through your mouth uh, with pills and food and drink and not enough exercise and not enough light and also the pharmaceutical industry. We put gonorrhea, basically. Uh, we put um, the, um, uh, what miasm is it now? It's the um, the uh, psychotic miasm into our children uh, with the childhood vaccines, courtesy of the government. We pay for that. To, to poison our kids so that they live a life of um, chronic diseases. 
all people that don't vaccinate their children and mothers never been vaccinated they're the most healthy people in the world and there's never been a proper study done on that because they know the truth but Steve Kirsch did one with 10,000 people in his little database that he had he did a survey He's got a quarter of a million people now follow him, but he had 10,000 people in the survey and uh, 1,000 of them had never had a vaccine and this is childhood vaccine and the mother had never been vaccinated. Pretty much zero um, allergies, zero um, chronic diseases, that sort of like long-term stuff, and zero um, neurological disorders. You know, all those silly disorders, the ADHD and all that rubbish and peanut allergies and garbage like that, which we never had because we didn't have so many childhood vaccines. But I'll tell you what, they're still dangerous for you, even back in the 60s. 60s and 70s, very dangerous. But now, kids are expected to have about 50. I think it's in the United States. If you're going to have all your vaccines, you have to have about 70, heading towards 80 vaccines. I mean, they just want you sick, keep you sick. Why? The mystery of iniquity doth already work. It's something spiritual. It's just something weird that we would want to put this vaccine, uh, put some toxin that we don't even know what's in it. We trust these these people that we now know we can't trust. Surely you've woken up, you can't trust these people. And, they, and they don't know what's in it. <laughs> no one knows in it. No one's asking what's in these things. Uh, but we know that the people that we trust, that they get fined all the time for um, you know poisoning people. People like Pfizer, they are, they have, they've paid out billions of dollars in um, uh, claims against them, and yet we trust these people. And then they go, they get the government to sign an indemnity that, that they can't be held liable. <laughs> I mean, it just, and then we, and then it's hidden from us, and then the media hide it from you. And you try and ring up Talkback. Back in the day, you'd you know try and ring up Talkback and say, "Hey, have you heard about the study that in?" Um, uh, La Jolla University in California, uh, and, and also another one done in a um, uh, university in uh, uh, Israel. You heard about those studies, and they say the exact opposite, you know, that natural immunity, blah, 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 was better than getting vaccinated, and they just shut you down. Shut you down, cut you off, and black, blacklist your number, and you can't ring back. And that's what's happened to me and other friends who've tried to get the message out. They have purposely silenced us through the social media, through online talkback, which is, you know, at night time, that is a very good way to get the message out to people. I mean, I think they have quite a few a few people listen. <laughs> used to be a lot more, um, but, you know, they didn't have so many radio stations as well. So now there's just so many choices. But anyway, um, and they just silenced us. So these people, they, and the media need to be helped. Oh, look at that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve ducks. Just flew over across the studio. They just took off from my pond, which I'm, I'm, I better start feeding them too because we want some ducks. We want to shoot a duck and eat the duck. Um, I actually went out just talking about ducks, and then I'll get back to um, whatever it was I was talking about. <laughs> I've forgotten already. Um, I, I, I actually do want to. Uh, I don't know. I'm losing it. I'm losing it. You try and talk for three hours nonstop, and you've got nothing to read. <laughs> <laughs> the internet's down and you've just got a gas bag. You try it. Um, no, I, I, I went out hunting with a guy and he used to just, I said, why do you like hunting? Because he didn't eat the ducks. And he said, oh, I just like to watch them fall to the ground. And I thought, gosh, that's sick, isn't it? That's weird. Taking a life and not eating it. You know, I taught my kids that you don't kill anything unless you're going to eat it. Unless it's, you know, unless it's not a rat or a possum. <laughs> but you would if you had to. But no, um, unless, they, unless they are um, a pest, you kill pests. You don't, have to, you don't have to eat them. You just give them an aerial burial. You know what an aerial burial is? 
An aerial burial is when you just um, you have them on the back of the farm bike and you take them out or the quad or whatever, and you you go out on and you look for a, a sort of a, a valley, a low area, and you just chuck it in, you throw it up in the air. <laughs> That's an aerial burial. We just throw it out the back. I haven't got time to be digging holes and burying these little things, little critters. And also, I believe it's important that we've got a responsibility, each and every one of us farmers, to look after our hawks, which is native to the country, isn't it? And so, and what do they eat? They eat possums, dead possums, dead whatever. I sometimes do shoot uh, magpies, even though I love the sound of magpies in the morning. I do shoot them because sometimes they get a bit out of control, but too many. Um, yeah, and so I do, I do have a go at those from time to time. I shot a couple of those the other day. Uh, but anyway, so hopefully, hopefully someone will be listening and buy me a, a nice twenty-two for my birthday, or Christmas, I should say, for a Christmas present, which I don't believe in. I don't believe that Jesus wasn't born on Christmas Day. Do you honestly think? I mean, people would think that we are nutbags. I mean, are there Christians out there that that really do believe that Jesus was born on the pagan high day of the twenty-fifth of December? Surely not. Why do we bring in a, a, a Christmas tree? And decorate it. The Bible says in the Old Testament, the book of Jeremiah, the prophet, he says, don't be like the heathen going into the forest and cutting down fir trees and decorating them. <laughs> so don't be like the heathen. And here we are. Father Christmas, Santa Claus. Oh, he's not real? Oh, well, what about Jesus? Is he real too? See the problem? When you fill your kids up with stories that aren't true, why don't you just tell them the truth? And why don't we We don't know when Christmas. It's not important. When Jesus was born, that's that's Roman Catholicism. That's paganism. Roman Catholicism is pagan religion. It is is from it's ancient Babylonian goddess worship. That's where it comes from. Stop moving your head around, Grant, because you're coming in and out like this. Okay, all right. Nineteen minutes to is it? Yes, nineteen minutes to eighteen. Eighteen minutes to eight. It'll be over soon, Grant. Don't worry. All right, we're over at New Zealand Centrist. Family court captured by private therapy quacks, argue law professor, following the money. Troubled teen industry. Yeah, we, we talked about that before. Ended news essentials. I thought they were I thought they were getting rid of it. Dying for a drink? Tori Farnell and the, <laughs> Yeah, that's right, she's the mayor of Wellington. She'd get pissed all the time and drive drunk. Oh no, she wouldn't drive drunk. That was the other one, Kerry Allen. They're all mental, aren't they? Uh, no, Tori Farnell. What's that be translate that Tory family? Uh, she, the forgotten tragedy of Keith Allen. Keith Allen? Who's Keith Allen? Uh, the media. Well, they run two stories into one. Uh, is the media doing the mayor of Wellington a disservice? Oh, I don't know. I mean, she's, she goes out and gets gets drunk and abuses people, abuses the people that are running the restaurants and things. No, she's, she's a drunkard. And then she's trying to pretend it's alcohol. Oh, it's alcoholism. I've got a disease. It's not alcoholism. No such thing. Absolute rubbish. The Bible doesn't mention alcoholism. It mentions drunks, and it says that drunks can't go to heaven. There'll be no drunks and no liars in heaven and, and, then, and, and with the homosexuals. Be, the only homosexuals that are going to heaven are the repentant ones, the ones that turn from their sin. You can't carry on being a homosexual and expect to go to heaven as well. It's like being rescued from the water by the Coast Guard. Uh, if you stay in the water, you're not, you're, not, you're not rescued from the water, are you? You can't be saved from the water if you don't want to get out of the water. And it's the same. If you want to be a, if you want to be a Christian and go to heaven, uh, you've got to repent from all sin. And homosexuality is just another sin. So is drunkenness. We won't have any drunks. There'll be no drunk, and it's not alcoholism. It's just another nonsense. We're just putting the blame on something else, taking, shifting the responsibility. 
That's what humans do. We love doing it. Mankind loves to shift the responsibility. He did that in the Garden of Eden. What happened? God came up to Adam and says, what have you done? <laughs> he knew what he'd done. They were hiding, weren't they? Because they were naked. They didn't, they didn't know they were naked before that, before they sinned. And anyway, so God said, what have you done? And Adam says, the woman you gave me. <laughs> he blamed God. The woman you gave me, she made me. And, you know, and what did she say? I think I don't know whether he went to her first. I can't remember. She said, oh, the serpent. <laughs> you should have said, the serpent you created made me, told me. You know, he says, oh, you'll be right. Go on, I go. The serpent says, nah. She said, no, we're not allowed to eat it. Not even allowed to touch it. Well, that's not true. You were allowed to touch it, but you weren't allowed. Didn't say anything about not touching it. God didn't say that. He said, just don't eat it. He was just testing them. It could have been, could have been look, a, a tree with red socks on it. You're not allowed to put these red socks on your feet. It was all about obey, obedience. God just wants you to obey him. You know, the Bible says if you want to um, love God, if you actually do love God, you should obey God. If you love me, keep my commandments. Jesus said that to Peter, didn't he, three times. If you love me, obey my words. And it's the same. That's what love is. Is Well, love is laying down your life for your friends. But if you love your parents, this is, this is see, God, the relationship that parents have with their children is a similar relationship that God wants to have with us, father-child. And if you obey your parents, you're showing your parents love. You are. You're, you're returning the love. Instead of it being unrequited, which most love is with kids, isn't it? They don't love you at all until you're, until you're you know, so old and just about ready to you know, hit the grave. <laughs> about ready to kick the bucket, and um, then they they might start you know loving you, but they don't. They hate you. <laughs> they love you when you're little, really. I mean, they they. I mean, they do. They, do they love you? No, it's all selfish. It's all about them, isn't it? They're just too frightened to be on their own. They want to hold your hand going across the road, and then when they get to about thirteen, they don't even walk with you, do they? <laughs> they don't want to be seen with you. It's a person that doesn't dress cool. <laughs> person who's got um, I don't know bad breath, whatever it is. Um, teeth missing <laughs> you know they're, they're embarrassed don't they oh dad what'd you say that for would you do that I mean I did some pretty stupid things I have to say <laughs> but you know when they're little little they just love you don't they but it's not love it's you entertain them I think they love being entertained and and, and they feel secure it's not really love they don't love you children they don't love their parents they just feel um, safe with them I mean, we love them. We give our lives for them. We give our lives for our wife. That's why I think half these cases where apparently husbands have you know, beaten up wives, I think a lot of it's not true. I really do. A lot of it's made up just to get the old boy out. That's what they're doing. Yeah, I know that from personal experience. I know that. That's what they do. They tell fibs about you. Uh, so they can, yeah, they do that. And you know what? They're allowed to get away with it in the courts. They can write an affidavit full of absolute rubbish and they don't get had up for um, what do you call Or one judge did. Uh, he, he actually had this woman up. Uh, she was writing this lies about the husband in the affidavit, and he had her up for perjury. And that's what I think should happen. When wives write absolute lies to get rid of the husband or, you know, got a new boyfriend or whatever, and they want someone else, they should be had up on perjury charges. And the court, the Crown should do that. shouldn't be our responsibility. It shouldn't be the bloke's responsibility to take his wife, ex-wife, to court on perjury charges, it should, the judge should rule. And I think there was one judge with an Italian, not Italian, with a Greek-sounding name. Um, he did that. He made her pay all this money in quarter of a million bucks. <laughs> and then, then this other blimmin' leftist uh, lesbian overturned it. Maybe, or maybe I don't know if she's from Lebanon or not. I don't know. Maybe. Possibly not. But anyway, I don't care where they're from. <laughs> 
she, he overturned that good judge's ruling, and uh, so the farmer the farmer didn't get anything. And this woman who lied in her affidavit um, got all the money back. So they overturned it. You know, if you've got enough money, you know, you can you can get away with murder, can't you? Really, it's all about follow the money, follow, and that's what's happening now. Where they are murdering us in New Zealand, we are being murdered by and have been since the vaccine rollout was it halfway through 2021 they've been murdering people the equivalent of 13 times Gallipoli that's what it is the equivalent of the uh, Christchurch false flags of 51 Muslims that were killed by Brendan Tarrant apparently although he said he was one of nine no he said one of ten there were nine others nine other shooters in Canterbury he said and that came out in the um, review the other week but that's how many people are dying. That's how many people are dying on a daily basis since then. It might have eased off a bit, but there was. Uh, this is according to Barry Young, who was the senior analyst with the Ministry of Health, who's come out. He's a whistleblower, and the, the media, you know, trying to belittle him. And uh, but you've got to not listen to that. That's rubbish. The the key is is the data. What's in the data? What does the data show? Well, the data shows that in Invercargill alone, in one of the vaccination centres, fifty one people were vaccinated and fifty one people are dead. One vaccinator himself or herself had a twenty five percent death rate. So twenty five percent of this of the hundred percent of people that were vaccinated by that person, uh, one in four are dead. And that's the data they don't want you to know. Because what happens? Well, it's going to put them in court, isn't it? It will put them in jail. It should actually put them in jail for the rest of their life. And you know what? I think that Jeffrey Palmer, just as well Jeffrey Palmer back in the 1990s, changed the penalty for treason from death penalty to 14 years imprisonment, because that's what they're going to get now. But I think when Liz Gunn becomes prime minister in 2026 and New Zealand loyal, uh, actually, when you all wake up and realise, hey, these guys aren't for us, they're not for us. And when, they, when you realise that you've just voted out the communists and voted in the, the, the fascists, because if you look at some of their posts that they were doing during the COVID fiasco, they were fascists. They were worse than the communists, much worse. And so that's what you've got now. And you think it's all lovely now? It's all honeymoon at the moment. You wait until the next wave of whatever it is that the globalists are going to put upon us. These guys will be really bad and you'll be you know, neo-feudal slaves. Mark my words. It's coming up to 15 minutes to 8. Of course, at 8 o'clock, we're going to have TNT Radio News. Uh, let's go across to the newspapers and just recap for those that um, haven't um, you know, just popped in, just listening. I don't know whether we're online or not. Let's have a look. It says we are. It says we're streaming. Uh, let me check and see if there's, um, we're on auto DJ or not, or whether you're listening to me now on uh, the podcast. Uh, you can find the podcast at uh, Podbean. Go to Podbean and, and follow us there. It helps. It all helps. Um, no, I don't think we're online. We're, we're, it's not strong enough to actually do, um, you know, like to, to videos or do browsing, but it's good enough. I think it's good enough to actually stream out. So we may, we may be streaming. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Hard to tell. Uh, anyway, so um, let's just refresh our memory. Now, Steve Kirsch, he's the one that got a lot of this information that Barry Young uh, sent out all over the world. He's been on on, pro, on top radio stations and television networks. He's been on TNT Radio. This is um, Barry Young, the whistleblower here in New Zealand from the Ministry of Health. He was on TNT Radio. Uh, very good interview there. I wished I'd known about it. I didn't know. But, I mean, I don't follow a lot of the stuff that Countess been put out. Um, and I just can't keep up with it. I mean, I'm running a farm. You know, Vinny Eastwood wants me to do a, a radio program with him or whatever it is, TV or whatever you do um, with Vinny. 
And I said, what, what it's about? What are we going to talk about? He goes, oh, I didn't really want, I didn't, he didn't really tell me. He just sort of, just play it by ear, be yourself. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm lots of different characters. How could I be, <laughs> be myself, Vinny? I can be, I can be hundreds of characters, you know. Uh, I, well, not hundreds, but I can do quite a few characters. Uh, that's what I used to do for a living, <laughs> characters, character voices. Mm. But um, then John Ansell came along and made me look silly. But anyway, um, because he's very good at it, and I only wish he'd um, come out of the woodwork and um, show his talent. Uh, but he's busy sort of fighting wars, online wars, and he's very busy doing things. It'd be good if I could just sort of nail him down to one thing. But really, we need we need someone to actually finance this radio program, and then we can go places, we can start promoting ourselves, because we're not promoted at all. And yet we still have a fair few listeners on on the stream, not many on Rumble and stuff like that for some reason. I suppose it's because people are driving in their car and they haven't got time to watch, have they? And what are they looking at? They're looking at sort of like a... Some kind of a graphic that's repetitious graphic. I used to come on, I used to come in the morning, you know, but then, uh, I mean, look at me, I have this big long beard, you know, grey, all grey, and, you know, I just look awful. <laughs> I'm not a handsome fellow, I tell you what. And um, the older you get, the uglier you get, that's for, for sure, isn't it? Gosh, I mean, who'd be attracted to an 80 year old woman? I don't, I mean, oh gosh, I, I mean, even at my age, I, anything over 35, I wouldn't be attracted to anyway. Not that I'm attracted to any women at all, frankly. Uh, because I know that I know they can't be trusted in any of them. They're all they have this propensity for wickedness. Women, I don't know what it, why it is, but they do. Except for my mother, although mm, uh, on the other hand, <laughs> no, my mother she was lovely, and my sister Valerie she's wonderful. She's not evil at all. Hasn't got an evil bone in her body. Wonderful, uh, and my little sister uh, Leanne she's wonderful as well. So apart from those three women, the rest of them I wouldn't trust them as far as I could throw them. I wouldn't trust any woman to sit the right way on a toilet seat. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're talking about Steve Kirsch, and Steve, of course, um, he has had quite a bit to do with the New Zealand whistleblower Barry Young. Steve writes about COVID mitigation policies, vaccines, corruption, censorship, and early treatments. Now, he says the data shows that vaccines are ruining the health of Americans and driving the epidemic in a variety of health conditions. Uh, he's now up to, gosh, he's had a lot. The last time I looked at that, just the other day, he had over a hundred. He had about 230,000 subscribers. He's now got 234. So 4,000 new subscribers, just like that. Boom. That's Steve. What a wonderful man he is. He's got plenty of money. Steve, how about some dosh? Send it my way. I can be normal if you want me to. I can do normal. <laughs> I can do crazy if you want. I can do whatever you like. But I will be happy to send me some money and I'll run a radio station. And if you do that, um, I can actually get other professionals that I know that are former radio people. I can get them to join. And we could have like a TNT. We could be better than TNT. Oh, don't tell them that. I said that. But we could be really something. But you have to pay people. So we do. You do have to pay them. And um, I don't know. what. Um, I heard a rumor that um, RCR are paying $250 per hour of produced radio. So, I mean, there's a, quite a bit of work that goes in behind it. Not for me. I just I just, I just, just fly on the seat of my pants. But, I mean, they wouldn't accept me because you need to have, you need to actually have some, you know, background and research and, you know, and, you know, be able to read and also uh, interview people. I think I'm okay at interviewing, but uh, all the research you've got to do, I just don't have time. I'm running a farm. And, you know, and I'm at the early stages of it too. It's bare land. And I think all we had was that round, a half round bay, a barn on it. Um, we tried to buy the whole thing, but um, Blumen real estate agent 
decide you want to go on holiday. And then the owners changed their mind. We could have got the whole thing for, you know, not much. We would, oh, it would have been so good to have the whole lot. There's 133 hectares, which I think, what's that? What's that? Quite a bit, isn't it? 350 acres or something. Is it 133? Yeah, about 350 acres. Could have got that. And then in the end, we ended up, we were lucky to just get, because we love the area, and we were lucky just to get the, uh, the, we only got 41 or 42 hectares out of it, which is just over 100 acres. But, um, oh, yeah, hopeless real estate. Well, he, good for the own, owner, I suppose. But what they did is they, over the Christmas break, they decided, they changed their mind. They thought, oh, no, we're not going to get enough money to go and buy this dairy farm that we want to do, want to buy, you know, with relations. So we, we better subdivide it. So they did, and they ruined it, you know. And now you've got all this traffic. Well, it's not, not a lot of traffic. You might get a car... Two cars a day. <laughs> That's too much. Two cars is too much. Hey, nine minutes to eight, and you're listening to the Grant Edwards Breakfast Program here at Liberty NZ on the wireless, too. We are called the wireless, and that was our name. We've had that name since nine, uh, 2007. We've been known as the wireless, um, and then someone's gone and stolen it. Someone in Mungawai taken my name. Here's Barry Smith talking about, he explains the mark of the beast and it's only a minute long, and it's the 666. That's what you've got to avoid, because if you get that, you can't be saved. If you take that mark, something happens to you that you cannot go to heaven. Maybe it's something um, medical that happens to you. It goes in the skin, not on. You need a proper Bible. You need a King James Bible. It goes in the forehead. So not only can you not buy and sell, don't listen to the Seventh-day Adventists and say that it's a Sunday worship. That's a load of baloney. It says, he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand. He is not Sunday worship. He is a man, the man of sin. He's going to be the devil himself in human form. After he is shot, three days he lies in state, then he rises from the dead. Miraculously, he's pretending the devil rises him up. He's pretending the power of Satan. He he pretends that he's Christ rising from the dead. And the Jew, he's going to be a Jew. He's going to go into the temple, and he's going to put the um, mystery of iniquity. No, it's not. He's going to put the um, the desolation. Uh, what is it? The um, the one that Daniel spoke about, the abomination of desolation. And Jesus spoke about it as well. He said, when you see the abomination of desolation stand in the temple, then those that are uh, in Judea flee into the hills. You've got to get out of there because all hell is going to break loose on earth. These are for the Jews. Uh, the Christians, I, uh, if I've got my Bible um, you know, interpretation right, we won't be here. We'll be called up to meet the Lord and we'll have the um, the judgment seat of Christ. We were judged for the things that we've done from when we believed up until uh, the rapture, the catching away of the saints, Ephesians, First Thessalonians chapter 4 and First Corinthians 15. And then we go to the marriage supper of the Lamb after we've been purified. That's what it is. And it all happens in that seven-year period. Then the Bible says the Lord returns with ten thousands of his saints. It says Jesus Christ returns in flaming fire with his mighty angels, taking vengeance on all those that know not God and obey not the gospel. Here's Barry Smith. He can put he puts it better than me. He he tells he tells stories. People love his stories. Now the word carax, the word carax means to sharpen to a point. How do you like that? Now watch this one. In the Greek language, I learned this from my Greek informants, and they, you find this also in Strong's Concordance, six hundreds, six tens, and six units have the following word. First word is 
uh, chi z sigma. Now, what does that mean? Chi z sigma. If you add it up and you put it together, this is what it means. It means to prick and mark in recognition of ownership. And I want you to understand, this is the system they have already started using this year, in the year 2002. There we go, Barry Smith. It's five minutes to eight, TNT Radio News at eight. This is Willie Nelson with an uncloudy day. Well, they tell me I'm a home far beyond the skies. And they tell me I'm a home far away. Oh, they tell me I'm a home where no storm clouds rise. Oh, they tell me I'm an uncloudy day. They tell me of that land far away Where the tree of life's in eternal bloom Sheds its fragrance through the uncloudy day Tell me of the king and his beauty there And they tell me that my eyes shall behold Where he sits on the throne that is whiter than snow In a city that is made of gold That's Willie Nelson, and that's Toby Keith you can hear in the background there, the uncloudy day. But of course, it won't be an uncloudy day, will it? 
it's going to be a cloudy day because the Bible says the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So it's going to be a cloudy day. Now this is my friend Donald Davy. He's in Levin and uh, have a listen to him. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine is not available. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. Now, anyway, the, 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 the layland looks a bit rugged. It hasn't got hubcaps on. It was very dirty. I washed it all out. It's missing a few items, but... Um, yes, yeah, so that's registered for the road, but if it looks a bit rough, I'm sure the cops will stop me in it. And it's only been home three weeks, just got driven from home, you know, the garage in town to home. It's got this petrol leak. He usually might come around and fix it. I'm going to drive it in, but I don't want to start under the house. I've got a fire extinguisher for it just in case. And then the Zephyr goes in. I don't know if it's got brakes. The clutch pedal's not working, and um, it's all dry with fluids and all that, like radiator. So that might go in on a transporter truck, right, and that... There you go, you see. Now, if you've got something on your mind you need to get off your chest like Donald did then, you just send it, you just ring up the station 021-732-423, 021-732-423, and you leave a message. If I don't, I won't answer because I'll be working. <laughs> but, you know, if I'm on the radio, I can't answer I'm busy. And if I'm working out on the farm, I don't take the phone with me. I mean, I take a whistle with me just in case so I can blow a whistle if I get hurt. I've got a special whistle that woodsmen uses, uses, woodsmen use. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'll blow that thing, and I and the neighbours know. So if they hear me whistling in the middle of the night, they'll know. Oh, Grant's in trouble. Wonder what's happened. A tree's fallen on him or something. He must be still alive. We better go and see if he's there. Uh, okay, we've got TNT Radio News coming up right now, and this show is brought to you from the Shed of Tools. No, it's not. Okay, here we are. We're moving across now. It's eight o'clock, and I'll be back with weather. Oh, hopefully, we can get some weather. We've been on and off with internet all morning. It's just been hopeless, absolutely hopeless. So here's the news. Uh, yes, TNT Radio. See you after this. To hear a replay of this hour, go to episodes at tntradio.live. Now, TNT Radio News. For TNT Radio News, this is James O'Neill. The Colorado Supreme Court ruled on Tuesday that former President Donald Trump is ineligible to appear on the state's primary ballot. The extraordinary 4-3 ruling makes Colorado the first and only state to disqualify President Trump from appearing on a state primary ballot. The decision revolved around an interpretation of the 14th Amendment, which bars certain individuals from public office that they've engaged in an insurrection. President Trump has announced he will appeal the decision and denounced it as a partisan attempt to block his White House bid. The Colorado High Court, composed of all Democrat appointees, stayed its ruling until January 4, 2024, pending any review by the U.S. Supreme Court. If the Supreme Court agrees to review the issue by January 4th, the Colorado Secretary of State will be required to continue to include President Trump on the primary ballot. Otherwise, he will be removed from the primary ballot. It's no wonder Crooked Joe Biden and the far-left lunatics are desperate to stop us by any means necessary there willing to violate the U.S. constitutions at levels never seen before in order to win this election. Joe Biden is a threat to democracy. It's a threat. 
They're weaponizing law enforcement for high-level election interference because we're beating them so badly in the polls. Prominent Republicans have rallied behind former President Trump, expressing outrage over the ruling. The decision has sparked fierce backlash from GOP leaders, who charged the ruling represents an affront to democracy, and according to GOP Chair Ronna McDaniel and others, an unprecedented act of election interference. She declared that a Republican nominee will be decided by Republican voters, not a partisan state court. The sentiment among the Republicans in Congress was overwhelmingly unified against what many said was an egregious violation of Democratic principles. House Speaker Mike Johnson led the charge, characterizing the ruling as a thinly veiled partisan attack and expressing confidence the U.S. Supreme Court would overturn the decision by the all-Democrat appointed justices. Republican presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy has pledged to withdraw from the Colorado state primary in response to the recent ruling. That's why I'm making a pledge today that I will withdraw. I pledge to withdraw from the Colorado GOP primary ballot unless and until Trump's name is restored. And I demand that Ron DeSantis and Chris Christie and Nikki Haley do the same thing, or else these Republicans are simply complicit in this unconstitutional attack. Scientists from Andalta, a biotechnology company in Melbourne, and La Trobe University have made a significant breakthrough in malaria research. They discovered an eye-body molecule that imitates antibody properties, effectively blocking malaria parasites from invading red blood cells and liver cells. This I-body has shown the unique ability to bind to multiple malaria strains, demonstrating high potency in halting the invasion. Don't touch it, folks. Don't touch it. ...disease causing numerous deaths globally has recently been transmitted locally in Florida and Texas, a first since 2003. Adalto's founding chief scientist, Professor Mick Foley, noted that this is the first time an antibody-like molecule has shown the capacity to bind strongly to various malaria strains and kill them effectively. The I-body's ability to protect cells at different stages of the parasite's life cycle presents a new possible approach to treating malaria. A former Haitian senator, John Joel Joseph, was sentenced to life imprisonment by a federal judge in Miami for his involvement in the conspiracy to assassinate Haiti's president, Jovenel Moïse, in 2021. This high-profile case, linked to a plot formulated in Haiti and Florida, involves hiring mercenaries to either kidnap or murder Moïse, who was killed in his home near Port-au-Prince on July 7, 2021. We'll be back with another news break at the top of the next hour. This has been James O'Neill for TNT Radio. Thank you very much, James. With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom, reach new audiences, and bring important information to the public free of charge. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom and donate today. Simply go to tntradio.live. All right. Well, it looks like we're back online at five past uh, five past eight. And it was very slow, though. We might have six mice on a rubber band at the uh, cell tower at the moment. Oh no, I've gone and clicked on it thinking, oh, we're going to get the latest weather, but it doesn't look like I'm going to be able to. Uh, oh no, no, Grant, what did you do that for? Uh, let's try and go back. Oh, whoops, and it just says, oops. Oh no, so I can't, I've got no weather. All right, for Northland, um, Manawatu, um, Auckland and Waikato, uh, cloud clearing this morning, mainly fine later in the day. 
uh, for um, the Central High Country and uh, Tapo, Tamanui, Tamanui, and um, where else? Tai Happy. We've got that to me. Mostly fine weather, a uh, bit of rain, could be some rain, some heavy at times. Uh, for Cavity Coast and um, or, and also Hawke's Bay, you're going to have hot weather today. It's going to be hot. Uh, and but also a bit cold as well. You're going to have some rain, some rain, but then it's going to clear up uh, once the sun comes through. It'll be fine once the sun breaks through the cloud. Uh, but then expect some possibly could be some thunderstorms in the afternoon. Now moving down to the South Island, Marlborough and um, Nelson as well, as well as um, other areas down there. You've got um, mostly fine today with some cloudy periods and um, the odd scattered shower. Uh, some could be heavy at times. And now to Canterbury, looking at Canterbury weather and uh, uh, central Otago, uh, mostly uh, cloudy today with some fine spells and uh, the, the, the odd drop of rain. Some could be heavy. Thunderstorms could be possible, but we're just not sure. Um, high today for you could be sort of, you know, 12 to 25 degrees, somewhere in that range there. Uh, moving a bit further down to Southland, it's going to be a little bit wetter down there today. Uh, although there could be some fine spells but mostly wet I think drizzly at the moment uh, at the further south you go that we probably expect rain uh, yes expect rain F- uh, Fjordland you've got a bit of rain but more more so further south Stewart Island a uh, wee bit of rain at island of the Stewart's Island and um, that's it really and that's the forecast and so there'll be more news tomorrow morning Friday morning news and weather brought to you by yours truly Grant Edwards uh, right now, let's get back to some really decent music, uh, but not before we hear from my my homosexual friend who's now gone gone to be with, well, I don't know if he's gone to be with the Lord. Could be. He was into homeopathy, uh, and I think he struggled with his, you know, being effeminate. He did struggle, but he said he wasn't homosexual. He sounds like one, but you just cannot tell. A, you can't judge a book by its cover. I don't know. He's a very funny man, but he did. He was on those Carry On movies, and they were a bit saucy, weren't they? So anyway, here, this is Kenneth Williams back back in the old days. What about accents? Do you, I mean, do you have any sort of have you arrived at any conclusions about accents about what shapes them? I think probably it's a lot to do with climate. I think the fact that the northern countries, you know, Scandinavian, uh, use the mouth so much, and the German with the umlaut, and you know, ich weiß nicht, was alles bedeutet, dass ich so traurig bin ein Wächen, all these sort of sounds, and the Scotch with their and those guttural sounds, and the the mouth is used much more in the north than it say is in the um, the warm climate, the east, where you know, China and Japan, the lip hardly moves, all gone up there, and and the French is sort of with this sort of uh, nasal, isn't it? It's all <laughs> Whereas, um, and I think it's climate has a lot to do with that. Yes. I think climate, and plus the fact that um, you get these curious idiosyncrasies, the fact that you know the generous R is so prevalent in the West Country, I think is. Uh, I'm, I'm sure there's something to do with the fact that the Americans so they sail from there, didn't they? The Plymouth lot. I think that's why the Americans today have got those boys those lovely R's, because uh, in the West Country they're still doing their R's right now, you know, they're all that the bar, don't they? And those generosity of vowels, tremendously generous vowels, aren't they? Whereas the English governing accent is not at all generous. It's frankly clear, abominable secretary. I mean, SEC is all you hear, secretary, my secretary. Mm. Abominable. The, the and whereas the French would say abominable, wouldn't they? Yeah. When you get the whole thing given to you. Whereas the English, all the snob stuff's all pinched off. And the middle class thing, that awful sort of, you know, that awful frightful sort of, you know, that one, you know, they don't call me now, you know, the frightful. It's so incredibly tight assed. You think, oh, what <laughs> Wow, that's talent, isn't it? <laughs> Ten past eight. We'll see you tomorrow morning at five o'clock. This is Rascal Flats and the Dry Country Girl.